Okay. This is the Tasty Bits Podcast. Follow us at Tasty Bits Pod on Twitter, Reddit, and Threads. Subscribe to the Tasty Bits Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to partake. I am your host, Dino DeCespedes. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Grant Angle. What is up, man? Buddy, similar to a surprising number of the traditional football powers in this World Cup, I feel like I'm kind of hanging on by a thread, just relying on guts and guile to progress to the knockout stage. Uh, But I think lesser gamblers and sports pontificators would be shaken by our recent events, Yep. uh, but not us. So we just continue to move forward. Yep, absolutely. And you know what? Much like the Republic of South Africa or the Super Falcons of Nigeria or Reggae Girls of Jamaica, we too have survived the group stage of the 2023 World Cup. Uh, So yeah, man, we're ready. We're ready to get to the knockout round. Um, we're recording this on Thursday night. Oof. Earlier today, so we saw Germany flame out of the tournament. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a that's good, good, good enough punctuator there. Uh, yeah, so they're gone and they took a bunch of our hard-earned dollars with them. Um, but before we hit the stats, quick reminder to please always bet responsibly. As a show, oh man, got some bad news. We are down $271 or 2.71 units, however you want to think about it. Um, That's the first time we've been in the red in months. And I'll tell you what, man, I don't like it. It doesn't feel great. No, not at all. But still a lot more more games to go. So we've got 15 knockout matches to go, plus the third place match, um, which is usually a, (laughs) a gambling trap if I've ever seen one. Uh, but I'm sure we'll. I'm sure <laughs> yes. we won't fall into that. No, no way, right? Um, so that that if we if my math is correct, I'm the math guy. That's that's 16 more opportunities to make some money. And uh, I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to get things back on track. So with that said, let's bet some football. Uh, where you want to get started? We talked about them a decent amount last episode. I think if we're going to go in chronological order of how these games go, let's talk about my new nemesis, Switzerland. <laughs> They are they are not neutral on this yeah. podcast. Firmly, <laughs> firmly an enemy on this podcast. That's right. He had to fucking slog through that game. Um, so yeah, Switzerland gets Spain, and I think La Rojas might exact some revenge uh, on our behalf. That would be nice to see. So Spain's minus two ninety, the draw plus three seventy, yeah. and uh, as a reminder, these lines are for ninety minutes plus the added time after the 90. So they don't count the extra half an hour. And then there's a separate bet uh, with regard to who qualifies, you know, which we'll, I think we'll talk about some of those later. That's right. Uh, but this, the draw in this match is plus 370. Uh, and then Switzerland to win um, in regulation is plus 800. So a pretty big number. Uh, Spain, two wins and a loss. Switzerland, they had a win and two draws uh, and pretty underwhelming. And they, cost you a couple bucks so with that said does switzerland have any shot whatsoever against la roja i mean i'm trying not to let my annoyance with that last game of theirs i watched like get in the way here um but i don't think so <laughs> um they looked like when i watched them play i mean they were so slow uh this and you know i don't want to belabor because we got into it in pretty good detail last episode but they looked so slow 
they couldn't connect any passes in the final third. They were just getting the ball taken from them in the final third constantly. And I just think that if you are looking at it from the Spanish angle here, um, yes, did Spain get absolutely waxed by Japan in their final game of the group stage? Yes, they did. But they played a slightly rotated squad. Uh, Mariona Caldante, uh, the Barcelona forward, who had six goals and six assists in uh, Liga F. And Ivana Andres, uh, the fullback who played like 20 matches for Real Madrid. They did not start the match. But even with that said, so that's two very good players that Spain didn't play. And they got their teeth kicked in by Japan. So... Now I'm looking at disappointing Switzerland, disappointing to watch, disappointing to consume for pretty much the entirety of the group stage. And then Spain, who looked like world beaters and then had a real kind of comeback down to earth moment against Japan. Looks tricky to me, man. And I think those tricky bastards out in Vegas probably got some got some tricky lines for us. Uh, I'm curious where you're landing on these. So so thinking about that Spain-Japan match in particular... I mean, we called it before that match, right? So one thing was Switzerland and Norway, their seeding had already been decided by the time that match kicked off. So I think we did end up betting on the draw. Uh, and then we also, as a reminder, had Japan to win that group. Uh, but then we didn't bet on Spain, you know, as to cover like kind of all the bases of the hedge. Yep. But my expectation was we have no idea what the lineups are going to look like. We have no idea what the strategy or, you know, the, the game plan is going to look like um, because essentially both of those teams had already clinched and you could make the case that Switzerland was the easier matchup, you know, which um, versus a Norway who had a kind of like a better ranking and it's probably better than Switzerland, I'd say. Oh, yeah. So that Spain, Japan, you, you almost kind of have to throw it out unless you're talking about Japan, who, <laughs> you know, um, took full advantage of, of that uh, of that matchup. Right. Yeah. That's wise. There's a couple on the board. I know that you were looking at the first half, and I think you had some some numbers on um, kind of like how Spain has started. And I think you know just to kind of like add some context, when you when you say they look like world beaters after the first two games, let's keep in mind that they beat Costa Rica and Zambia. <laughs> not not really representative of the whole world, the whole footballing world, but they did look awesome. <laughs> That's yes, that is a good point. Um, and winning a combined eight nil in those two games is is like worth something and look man as the podcasting world's number one copper queens fan i you can't jump off this bandwagon just yet so no. i mean five five, <laughs> five nil over zambia um still though uh your your point is is well taken there they they did look like world beaters against costa rica and zambia but uh let's take let's take a look here so against costa rica uh, they forced an own goal in the 21st minute. I think that was just kind of a, f- a function of them just overwhelming Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And then they scored two more times. They scored at the 23rd and the 27th minute. So in between the 20th and the 30th, they scored three goals. And then when they when they really took it to uh, our Copper Queens, they scored in the 9th minute and the 13th minute. So they were able to, in, in those two victories, they were able to kind of jump out against teams that they were clearly better than, teams that they kind of walk into the match knowing we can outclass you. Uh, so let's kind of get let's get on the attack early. You know, three goals and two goals in the first halves of those matches. Mm-hmm. And so Spain to win the first half in this Switzerland game is only minus 130. And I was like, hmm, that could be a little tasty. Ooh, buddy, that is interesting. What I like about that too 
I love when the 130 is less than half of the full match. So the full match is 290, you know, yeah. so you know half of that would be 145 and we're under that, right? So it's 130. And also Switzerland stinks. <laughs> so they only managed two goals in the, during the group stage. Uh, <laughs> and both of them were against the Philippines. They had a nil-nil draw against Norway, nil-nil draw against New Zealand, who didn't make it through. Right. Not awesome. So I, I, I think that one's... Mm. How, how do we not take that one? I guess. <laughs> like I know, I know we don't like the big minus two ninety type spreads, because um, again, it, it is yeah. football. Anything can happen. And you know, I, I did mention. Okay, I don't want. I don't want to poo poo Costa Rica and Zambia too much because I think one thing that we have learned through this tournament, anybody could beat anybody. Like everybody's pretty susceptible. It's true. I don't think we can look at anybody's you know wins or performances and just kind of say, ah, well, you know. Not that impressive. We had a couple teams go three zero and zero. That in itself is a massive feat, considering what some of the heavyweights yes. have done. And you know, a couple of them have gone home. A couple of them that I bet I bet on have gone home. But we'll talk about that later, uh, or maybe we won't. We'll just kind of move forward. Either way, I really <laughs> like Spain minus one thirty in the first half. I think I'm ready to just kind of like put that one on the board. Okay, I'm with you. And I'm looking at the doc. Uh, looking at our the Tasty Bets Pod uh, results stack where you can track, any listener can track our wins and losses there. You know, I, I do wonder, <laughs> We so in the in the first week, you're like, okay, I'm going full unit in a lot of these. And then in the second week, I felt like I went more full unit on some because I was like, I didn't love my results the first week, so I'm going to get a little more aggressive. So I, there is a, I think there's a median here that we can reach, but... I also don't want to just always be betting half a unit either. Where, where are you at on this? Like, well, how can we how can we bet responsibly, Dino, but also play to win? Yeah. So I think it probably has to do with our level of conviction. So I'll take you through one last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about Nigeria. We'll do a little bit of recap last week. I, I really liked Nigeria sure. and um, I'm talking about who they're playing, but no, no, I'm sorry. They played uh, Ireland. Right. We, we expect them to crush Ireland. Right. Yeah. So You're right. I, I like Nigeria, Ireland minus the goal and a half plus 275. And then you hit me with <laughs> you hit me with their nickname, the Super Falcons. And I just <laughs> it just fucked my whole <laughs> shit up. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Full yeah. unit. They're going to crush Ireland. I mean, how do they not with a nickname like that? Um, and uh-huh. I completely abandoned my under one and a half goal, which I felt great about the game ends up going. And I think I even said, can't you see this one being nil, nil, one, nil ended up being nil, nil. They didn't get close to going over. So I think we just kind of have to, I think with the same level of focus where we find a line that we like, we almost, that's almost like half of the battle, right? The other half of the battle is like, all right, where are we with regard to our level of conviction around this? We got to put a little bit of extra thinking into this one. Right. So, Let's apply that to the Spain line. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we were dying to bet against Switzerland, no matter who they came up with. And I think we all along the way, we said, okay, whoever comes out of group C, I mean, they're going to, both those group C teams are going to smash a group A teams. Um, That's Japan and Spain versus, you know, Switzerland and Norway. So I think we were dying to bet against Switzerland. I think the line is responsible. You know, you called out, I mean, that's five goals that you mentioned that they scored in the first half of two matches, right? Let's throw the Japan one out. They didn't score. Right. They probably weren't even trying to score. And Switzerland's got two goals total. <laughs> so so I really, really like this one. <laughs> um, I think it's responsible. I think this is a full unit for me. Okay, good. All right. I'm glad to hear you say that. That's where I am with this. I'm totally with you. Again, that... 
Switzerland-New Zealand game. Just get it out of my life. I just now I just after this podcast, unless unless of course Switzerland turns around and screws us, or if it's Spain who ends up screwing us, and then I I bet Switzerland and they lose for well they draw for me and cost me money, and then I bet against them and then they spite me, then it's it's total it's total war at that point. Yeah, I mean I think we've got to we've got to think about you know moving our assets somewhere else, maybe the Cayman Islands or something. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No more Swiss bank. If Switzerland's not going to be able to finish, you know, Spain's just going to be running at them and they're going to, Spain's going to be, I think, in a relatively foul mood after that Japan loss. Um, Even like if you pointed out, even if they kind of, even if you uh, negotiated things this way, let's not, let's not call it match fixing. Even if you're like, yeah, we're fine with finishing second in the group and you rotate some players and all that. You don't want to get clubbed for nothing. Like that's just if you're Spain, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so they should be out here looking for the kill shot. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. There's something to also just kind of getting that taste out of your mouth and just kind of starting fast yeah. and being like, all right, let's let's crank it up. I do want to throw out a couple others real quick before we move to the next match. Switzerland under half a goal minus one twenty eight. Oh, that's not a lot. <laughs> that's that's good value. Yeah. Fuck. Do I? I'll I'll throw you one more while you're doing while you're noodling that one. Yeah. This is this is a big Spain win, right? Spain minus two and a half goals. So this is a three nil four one kind of sort of what we expect plus two ninety. Yeah. I think I think we we were we were pining to kind of like throw some money against Switzerland especially in this matchup. Um, I kind of feel like maybe the 4-0 loss to Japan potentially could have thrown some people off the scent with Spain. Sure. Plus 290 for them to win by three. Although, you know, we have seen teams be a little bit protective of their position. Yes. So, I mean, if you are Spain, who defensively, you know, they were great also, except for, you know, the Japan thing. But obviously, I, I guess we, we, we still kind of continue to take that one off the table. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm in on that one. Because I think if they're up 2-0, I could see them just being like, let's just cruise. Like, There's nothing Switzerland could do if we decide that there's nothing that they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I think I'm ready to kind of cross that one off. I mean, I just could not agree more. I think you nailed it. Is that if you are Espana at one point, you're going to be like, oh, they can't fucking score. You're going to look over at Switzerland and be like, oh, they're not doing anything. 2-0, we're fine. Let's rotate in some players. Let's get some people some rest, get some other people some burn. And I don't know, man, even as much as I don't, we've just been crushing Switzerland. So I guess it, it already is war. If any <laughs> anybody in Switzerland listening, this is like, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> um, so, which is fine. As we go through these games, I don't know if I will find one where I think, oh, it's going to be an absolute destruction. Like, I don't know, like, you know, winning by three, winning by four. I don't know how, how much that's going to happen in the round of 16. So I'm good crossing that one out. The, the Swiss under half a goal. I mean, I think they're going to get shut out. I want to circle back personally. I do wish that number was closer to 50-50. Yeah. Kind of don't like that it's minus 128. Yeah. But, you know, and I think... Anything can happen, you know, like uh, in this, we've seen just weird stuff, whether it's an own goal or a weird penalty in the, at the wrong time. 
I think we should we should kind of circle back to this one. We kind of keep a, a little bit of that powder yeah, dry, yeah. right? Let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Um, okay, so next matchup. I really like this one. Uh, FIFA's 11th ranked team, Japan, coming into the tournament against Norway, their 12th ranked team coming into the tournament. This one's at Saturday, 4 a.m. Eastern. The lines were, were a little bit closer than I was expecting. So Japan is a minus 135 favorite. The draw is only plus 240. And then Norway outright is plus 390. Uh, Japan went 3-0-0, as we mentioned. They haven't given up a goal. They scored 11 goals in three matches. Pretty awesome. Uh, Norway won one and one. They lost to New Zealand. <laughs> Drew with Switzerland, and then in a much-needed match, they shut out the Philippines 6-0. So I mentioned the line for Japan, minus 135 to win during regulation. I I took a look at their number to just qualify because I'm like, okay, Japan's moving through. They're probably the best team that I've seen. Minus 290, little rich for me. If I think they're going to qualify, they should be able to take take care of business within the 90. Did you see anything that you liked? Yeah, well, I'm with you. I think they can take care of business in... In 90 minutes, um, I mean Vegas is going to give Norway a lot of respect. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they're 12th in the FIFA rankings. I know this was a long time ago, obviously, but they are uh, a former FIFA World Cup champion. Like they have a footballing pedigree there, uh, women's footballing pedigree, especially. Um, I I think I do really like Japan minus 135 to win the game, but I wanted to just get to a little bit like, well, why does uh, Vegas respect them so much. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this quickly. So here are their forwards who have been playing. And I will say even uh, real quick, quick aside, like Ada Hegeberg, um, you know, there's like star, she's like, she has a fucking Ballon d'Or under her belt. Like she's an amazing player. Yeah. Uh, hasn't appeared in the last two matches. Um, there's a, like an alleged rift between her and the manager. They did say though, uh, the manager commented that, uh, she had, I think she tweaked, I want to say it was like her hammy or something like that, but she, they said she tweaked something and that's why she didn't appear. It happened too close to match time and they were looking for her to be ready, but we have a reported rift between her and the manager. She doesn't appear in the last two, in the last two matches. I think that's kind of interesting, but even if you take her out of, out of the equation, you take Hegenberg out. So let's look at their forwards. You have Sophie Hogg, who plays for Roma, and then just one of my favorite names in the tournament. Her name is Emily Bosshard Haver. And when I say Bosshard, it is spelled, it's one word, but it is spelled Bosshard, which I just love. <laughs> um, so she also plays for Roma over in Italy. And then their right winger is Carolyn Graham Hansen. She plays for a little club called Barcelona. Uh, in, in their midfield, they have uh, Vildarice, who plays for Manchester United, Frida Manum, who plays for your Arsenal, Guro Reiten, who plays for Chelsea. Uh, in the back, they have Tuva Hansen, who plays for Bayern Munich, and then uh, Mary Melda, who plays also plays for Chelsea, who won the WSL last season. So they have elite, they have players who play on elite teams in good leagues, and I think when I kind of looked at it, I know they were kind of underwhelming, and you have all the background stuff. I think that is why Vegas is like, hey, this is probably going to be closer than some people might think watching the last World Cup results. And then I got to reference it because the women's soccer super fan in my life, just very casually when I was, we were kind of talking about this game, she looked at me and she said, tall girl bias. Yep. I said, oh, damn it. <laughs> that checks out. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I'm just looking at the results and kind of how they played on the field. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear watching some of these teams that some of them are more together than others, right? Some of them are more on the same page. You know, some of them are more in sync. 
um, better game plan. You know, you think about, I don't know, like a Columbia that looks like they're playing the same game. Uh, and then maybe like a U.S. Yep. that's sort of going in a couple different directions, um, <laughs> like even on the same play. So right. maybe I need to pump the brakes a little bit. I had jotted down Japan minus two and a half goals on the alternate spread plus 650. Big number. Japan's just looked, I mean, lethal. Like their runs, yeah. their passes. A lot of times they're, you know, they're they're making passes, and I'm just like, where's that ball going? And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> there's somebody that's going to run perfectly onto it, um, and just getting themselves. It seems like they're playing a different style. Uh-huh. Kind of reminds me of like when um, the U.S. men's basketball team kind of went up against Argentina, <laughs> and like. They were just doing all these weird back cuts and like, you know, and I think they're, they ended up being like, or, or like the, you know, there's like the Spain pick and roll now. And then like, like, it just becomes a thing where you're like, oh, this is so different than we're used to that three matches or, or, or 10 or 12 days is just not enough time to properly prepare for a totally different style of play. And it looks like they just keep catching everybody off guard. You know, I fully, fully expect them to advance. I think maybe, you know, between two ni- minus two ninety to qualify, um, minus one thirty five to take the match, plus six fifty to win by two and a half goals. Maybe we just kind of pick that middle option and, and just stick with the the minus one thirty five to to win within the ninety. I think I'm with you on that. Um, the other one I just wanted to introduce because we do like tasty lines on this show. Uh, Japan to score in both halves plus two twenty. Um, I think they could score. And um, while you mull that over, let me just get a quick correction out of the way. And the in last uh, the last episode we did, we were like hustling through the segment, and I said something to the effect of like, "Oh yeah, and uh, against Costa Rica, they didn't even play. Japan didn't even play their forward who didn't who was the the goal scorer in the last match or something like that." <laughs> yeah, I was. So I was not trying to pull the Warren Barton where I was terrified of pronouncing <laughs> your name. I was to, I was talking about Hanada Miyazawa. Um, the 23 year old attacking midfielder who is a fucking potential golden boot winner in this, in this tournament after scoring another two goals and getting an assist against Spain. So she has four goals, one assist. Um, so she's, she's right up there for the golden boot. So again, didn't mean to pull uh sound like our old pal war in there. Uh, so my bad to not, uh, not, not pronouncing your name, but yeah. Uh, no worries. I mean, we're doing a lot of this on the fly. So, and again, we, we are debutantes. So, Extend that's us some grace. I'm leaning on that. <laughs> we're de- that's, our, that's our excuse. <laughs> we're debutants until 2027. Um, yeah, or maybe the next Euros. Um, I want. I had one more that I, that I looked at. So, the home team, which in this instance is Japan, over two and a half goals plus three forty. Mm. I think I like this one a little bit better than the both halves one, just because again, yep. if they come out and blow the doors off the game, they might just kind of like. Play, you know, just, just switch up the game plan and, and maybe go a little bit more defensive. But if this match is close, I don't think it's going to be because Norway shuts them down. Because I don't think really there's a team in the tournament, maybe minus Jamaica, that can keep, you know, Japan off the board. Yeah. You know, like they, they just, what they're doing is so creative and not something that I feel like I've seen before. It feels like they're, you know, <laughs> like Hideo Nomo vibes just kind of showing up in the major league and like nobody can do anything with, with what he's yeah. doing. I, I I need to do at least a quarter unit on this 
just because I'm going to feel like an absolute dummy if Japan's up 4-0. It's like, God damn it, we fucking talked about Norway almost as much as we talked about Switzerland. And of course, Japan was going to come out and carve them up. Three goals is not, you know, it's not an insane number. Yeah. And Norway is dangerous enough. It's, it's a little bit of a different dynamic than the Spain-Switzerland one. Because I feel like if you go up 2-0 in Switzerland, that game's just over. Like, they've got no shot. But Norway, like you mentioned, they're a little bit loaded. They're going to be dangerous all the way through. So even 2-0 in the 80th minute, there's still some some more football to be played at that point. So I don't know. I think I, I, I like this one. Plus 340, pretty big number. Um, I would have expected that to be a little bit higher. Um, so that's a quarter unit for me. Okay. I'll need to circle back. I think I'm, I'm going to stick with Japan to win the match. Minus uh, 135 we're at. Yeah, minus 135. Japan to win in 90 minutes. I think that's a, that's going to be another full unit for me. I feel confident on that. Like it. Yep, I'm with you. Full unit. That's a cosign. I think these were going to be kind of gimmies, right? Because we've been talking about these two teams pretty much since the, the start of the tournament. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and put in my quarter unit for over two and a half goals i can't wait for i can't wait to watch japan again they're just such a freaking joy to watch yeah they're fucking awesome all right so let's move ahead to another super fun matchup uh fifa's ninth ranked team the netherlands versus congratulations south africa fifa's 54th ranked team this one's going down saturday 10 p.m eastern we've had some line movements with this one hmm so I grabbed some lines earlier this week. Netherlands was minus 600. That's since dropped to ne- Netherlands minus 490. Um, South Africa was plus 1200. That's dropped to South Africa plus 1000. So it looks like there's been some South Africa money. And there's been a, some money on the draw as well. And maybe less money on the Netherlands. So I think the betting public is not so fired up about the Netherlands or maybe... You know, people are kind of falling in love with um, the South Africa team a little bit. So just go to go through the re- records real quick. Netherlands got two big wins, one against Vietnam, one against Portugal. Obviously, Drew with the U.S. South Africa lost to Sweden in a tough match in a, against a team that we really like. Yeah, um, They drew Argentina, and then basically with their backs against the wall, they win 3-2 to two over Italy in an, what was a pretty awesome match. I mean, I think they went up. I think they went they went down one nil, they they equalized, then they went up two to one, and then it went two two, and then they got the winner. I think um, maybe like the ninety second minute, something like that. Amazing. Pretty wonderful game. As a reminder, I had them to win the group plus seven hundred, so I was watching that one very intently. And you, I, I got to give you credit too. You you also kind of put forward, you know, both teams to score, and like I think the defenses of both these sides pretty shoddy. Um, that one was minus one thirty six. Um, I, I kind of, I feel like I kind of talked you out of that one. So, again, that that one's my bad. That's okay. Don't worry, buddy. We'll get to the ones where I feel like I uh, I was complicit in some bad decisions we made <laughs> later on in the podcast. So I do not begrudge you a moment. I, after the Germany thing, I'm surprised you returned my texts uh, after that. So you know, you're good. Don't no worries about South Africa. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Germany uh, and and the bad thing that I did to myself. Um, but you know, I did try to pull you in on my Republic of South Africa, banana banana. It's true, which is just super fun to say. Um, 
uh, South Africa to win the, the group at plus 700. So again, to put that weird line into context, Argentina was not going to beat Sweden and they definitely were not going to beat Sweden by an amount that would have allowed them to jump South Africa in the goal differential, right? Like Argentina would have had to beat Sweden by multiple goals right. to be able to leapfrog them. South Africa being plus 400 to win the game, but plus 700 to win the group, that would be kind of like the equivalent of like, so let's imagine like an NBA team, let's say the Miami Heat, you know, they're playing the Celtics in the game seven, you know, and let's say Tyler Hero is hurt. Mm. So the Heat are plus 400 to win the game, but they're plus 700 to win the Eastern Conference Finals. It just doesn't make sense, right? Couldn't imagine. <laughs> So I, like I said, out of principle, I had to just put a quarter unit on it. I wish it would have been a bit more, but we keep it moving. Plus 700, it's always nice to hit one of those. Hilda Magaya, who you mentioned also last week, mm-hmm. the second goal that they scored in that in that match. So she takes a beautiful slicing pass from Racing Louisville's Tembi Katlana. On that second goal, her no selly celebration was just so ice cold. <laughs> I mean, it was like part Conor McGregor, part Kawhi Leonard. I mean... It, it was just the fucking coolest thing. She just slow motion, just kind of like looks around and then I love it. doesn't even move. Like absolutely ice cold. And then I mentioned Katlana, who this week shared some really sad news that she had lost three family members over the last three weeks. Uh, and then said, and I quote, every time I wear this jersey, it's not just for myself. It's for the 63 million people at home and all the others here in Wellington. I don't just represent myself. I represent my club as well. The girls our families. I don't know, man. This is... That's fucking tough. Those are those are bars right there. And yeah, obviously, a, the, like, horribly tragic, but, like, I think that's the cool thing about sports is that, like, I know, like, people make fun of, make fun of or sometimes they love it, but, like, Bill Walton says stuff like sports are a celebration of life or a celebration of humanity. That is, like, a piece of, like, the best parts of who somebody can be. So for her to to power through that, I mean, just like tough is the word I can think of. Just incredible. Yeah. And I mean, that toughness spread through the whole team yep. because in that Italy match, you know, they were just tougher. Like they just <laughs> were, yep. you know, and again, we, we talk about, you know, it's not the fake toughness where you're just, you know, cheap shotting. Like they just were hungrier. <laughs> right. you, you know, you rewind back to that Magaya goal against Sweden where she just tumbles into the freaking you know, the back post and we talked about like, you could think of like 50 that might, I, I might actually now be able to think of like 20 strikers in the premier league that, that are not, you know, kind of putting their body on the line like that. She's playing this game with like a freaking, oh, yeah. like a, like a wrist wrap. Cause she just got so banged up, you know, on that play yep. back to the pitch, South Africa's defense, very shaky. You know, they've given up yeah. a lot of goals. Like I think up front they're, you know, they're tenacious um, defensively. You know, they're they're not quite matching. Uh, you know the, the the level that you know the the forwards uh, are hitting. So that kind of leads me to the Netherlands and just thinking through: Is this one of those matches where South Africa is the great story, but we just kind of get the class performance from you know kind of one of the heavyweights? I hate it because I mean, coming off the back of like watching these uh, these very good South Africa performances, talking about the toughness, talking about the things that they're over, they're able to overcome, and it's like a lot of times you have you run into one of the traditional powers, and it's like okay, well, we don't yet have that infrastructure, we don't yet have 
maybe the coaching staff, uh, the coaching pedigree. We don't have players in uh, a lot of players in elite leagues, things like that, but not to like just immediately go both sides on this, but then also you have Morocco in the world, in the men's world cup this last year. Um, and obviously we'll get to uh, the women's team later, but it's, it's, when do you, when does the Cinderella story end? It's, it's, I think it can be really hard to judge. I think this could be another one though, where if you're, if you're the Dutch, you, uh, you essentially, you let Van de Donk kind of distribute, use just her world-class skill. And then everybody else is just leaning on South Africa and that kind of shaky defense and, you know, making, making the, the round of 16 is an incredible achievement and it should put them on an upward trajectory moving forward. Hard, hard to beat the Netherlands. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. The one thing that I think South Africa does have is the ability to kind of break away, right? A lot of, yeah. a lot of the damage they did was on the counter, you know, just kind of like kicking the ball into space and those forwards just making plays. Yeah. Decision making very in a very fast twitch way. You know, it's like, okay, we've got a break. Like everybody's like locked in. It's like, all right, this this is our this is our moment here. They I mean they they didn't they didn't like uh get anywhere near, you know, uh some of these teams with regard to possession. But when they got chances, they were locked in, you know, um, which is more than we can say for uh, a few of the teams, even that are still left over in the 16. Yeah. Um, I did have a couple lines that I wanted to kind of throw your way. So, like we said, the Netherlands against Vietnam, they showed what they can do offensively. Again, it's Vietnam, so we kind of take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, one game after being held to a single goal against the U.S., they really crank it up. If we think that South, um, South Africa's defense is a little shaky um, and the Netherlands maybe wants to kind of put this one to bed early, Netherlands over two and a half goals is minus 115. Mm. Now, you know, they've got some tall girls. They've got some pedigree. They've got some class. Yeah. South Africa ain't Jamaica. You know, they're playing a different kind of game. <laughs> right. I think it's less risk averse. I think they know what kind of game they want to play. Um, and that could just kind of play into the hands of the Dutch. We'll see. So that one's minus 115. Take that one up a notch. If we think they're going to go over four and a half goals and really pour it on plus 600, that one feels a little wild. Um, but I don't know. Plus 600. That means that if these teams played seven times, you would only imagine the Dutch getting to five once out of those seven. That feels not quite right. I think I, you know, I think I would, I would expect maybe two, two and a half times out of seven for the Dutch to get to five against the South Africa team. Mm. So there could be a little bit of value there. Uh, any thoughts on those? Man, these these big lines, I don't know if I'm gun-shy or, yeah, again, we keep referencing them. I mean, it's one of the biggest upsets, like, in the last several World Cups, but uh, the, the Germany thing really kind of threw me off of where we expect them to score a lot. And I just wonder, like, I think you raised a really good point earlier about how things do kind of tighten up in the, in the knockout stage um, because there is no, okay, we got to get points out of this. Like it's everybody like lock in or we're fucking done. Yep. Um, and so it, it does make me think like, and we, we've talked about it too, like kind of the nature with like these big games, you mentioned it in the champions league final, 
against Milan, where it's like, well, it's probably not going to be a blowout because it's a final. Every game feels like a final in the knockout round of the biggest tournament you could play in. We had some group stage matches that felt like finals. You know, I mean, whether you're thinking about Brazil, France, Germany today, USA, Netherlands, like these were very high, USA, Portugal. These were, I mean, as intense as matches get because they're they're essentially knockout stage matches. Yeah. um, Just one stage before. So I definitely could see that level of intensity, you know, maybe slowing the game down a bit to your point. Yeah. And I think that is like my general ethos around these these knockout games. I know we talked about like, um, obviously Spain has the potential to win big. I think Japan, I don't know, even Japan, I'm not convinced that they'll win big. South Africa is so goddamn scrappy. I know they're, especially on paper, they're kind of outclassed by the Dutch, but something about it, I don't know. I maybe I might be, yeah, I, I might be hypnotized. I think I got one for you. All right, let's go. South Africa to score the first goal plus 340. Mm. We think that they can score, right? I mean, you could see mm. the Dutch kind of like, you know, being like, "All right, well, let's 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 establish our dominance in this game." All of a sudden there's a breakaway. We saw freaking Panama score against France in the first couple minutes. Morocco scored early against Colombia. Um South Korea, Korea scored against early, Germany, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like the, these things just kind of happen as the game is kind of settling in, right? So I'm I'm actually expecting South Africa to score in this match. You know, we've got another line there where they're over half a goal is minus 140. So do they get one minus 140? That feels really good. I mean, they they've scored against not terrible competition, 3, 5, 6 goals. So they're they're they're, they're good for two goals a game. That includes, you know, Sweden, Argentina, Italy. These are real teams. Yeah. You know, Netherlands, probably on the level of Sweden, I'd say. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I could see them getting one. And and maybe if they get that first one, plus 340, that feels really good. Sorry if, if you had mentioned this. I was, like, trying to look at glance at the line. But they scored first against Sweden, and they scored twice before Argentina scored their first one to come back for the draw. So two out of their last three matches, they've scored first. Um, so I think that is pretty interesting, especially at the value of plus 340. And just for them to score once minus 140, I think I'd like that. I think I'd like that to be, maybe I'm just being greedy. I would like that to be a little closer to even money. Cause I do there. I think there is a world where the Dutch just, you know, they just lean all over them and are just like, we're not, you know, you're going to run at us on the counter and we're just going to out physical you on some of this. But I feel like Africa would be like, okay, like typical Miami Heat style, be like, okay, fucking bring it then because we're going to hit you back. Yeah. I think their shaky defense is a little scary with the plus 340 for them to score. Yeah. But I do agree with you that I, I wish the line on the over half a goal was a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Do, so, man, maybe we don't have anything for this one. Which maybe is okay. I think it's okay for us to, to look at a game and say, may, not today. I've got one more. And who knows? I mean, we got plenty of time till game time. Absolutely. One more that I, I, I took a, a quick note of. Both teams to score in the match. Yes is minus 130. Now, South Africa, <laughs> their matches, let's see, 3, 7, 12. Their matches average four goals <laughs> per you know, uh, through the yeah. group stage. So a lot of goals happening in the Netherlands, three matches, seven, nine, ten goals. 
um, across the three matches. So, you know, the, the win over Vietnam skews that quite a bit, but maybe that's a safer pick. I do wish that number was a little bit better too. Minus 130 for both to score. No on that one is plus 102. So if you're kind of expecting one of these like low scoring affairs, maybe a no, no all the way through, like hard to see that happening. I think I like that. Yes. Minus 130. I think I like that the most out of all the options that we've presented so far. I agree with that. This one feels like we're going to get, we're going to get some scoring two teams that are pretty offensive minded. So this one for me, I'm going to go a quarter unit on it and I'm actually going to circle back to the South Africa to score the first goal plus 340, just because I like the value there for another quarter unit, not getting too crazy with this match. That's just a half a unit total. And if we do hit the both teams to score, uh, roughly about evens, evens things out. So could have some fun hoping for South Africa to score. And I think if this game is really tight, nil-nil, kind of like late into the later into the match, this bet is still alive. The only thing that kills it if, is if um, Netherlands scores early. And then in that instance, all we would, we would be waiting for is South Africa to come back and you know take one back at some point, which you would expect them to do. I like where your head's at. And I think in the last few, at least in the last two matches against the States and against Vietnam, Netherlands played with uh, three three fullbacks. Um, they're playing like a three one four two. So you know they're trying to control the they're trying to control the pace, trying to control the midfield, and that sets up perfectly for kind of what you were alluding to. South Africa is going to play underdog football, and we're gonna we're gonna sprint at you at the counter every time you you try to commit a couple extra bodies forward. And we see and we've seen South Africa they can finish those chances. Yeah, absolutely. I might need more talking into later, so I'm gonna ho- I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna try not to be too gun shy this episode, but I don't know. I'm still scared. I'm scared of the Dutch. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm hoping you know plus three forty. I'm hoping I get a little bit lucky. Yeah. Their their style of kind of like countering and just blasting. <laughs> like I'm hoping you know that that's maybe a good <laughs> yeah. recipe for for them getting on the board early. Okay, so are you taking Netherlands versus South Africa? Both teams to score. Yes, minus one thirty. I'm going to hold off on everything, all things Dutch-related right now. Okay, fair enough. So I've got two on the board for that one, and you're sitting on the sidelines. A coward. (laughs) (laughs) A huge, scared of the orange, scared that Rude Van Nistelrooy is walking through that door. Let me, do I remember this? L'Orange Louvenin, something like that. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think I, I don't know, we'll see. Um, at least I'm out here trying, Warren Barton, right? Damn right. All right, so getting your getting your shots up. I've got something on Warren Barton later. We're we're gonna kind of soften. <laughs> so I'm gonna soften the blow a little bit later. He he had a rough go of it today. Uh, let me just get this one on board. Quarter unit. South Africa scored the first goal plus three forty. That one's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be excited to kind of settle in and you know take another lap around the park with Banyana Banyana. Hell yeah. Now we get to a big one. FIFA's third ranked team, the Swedes, against FIFA's first ranked team, the Americans. Um, still don't have a nickname for them, but we're going to keep it moving. This one's going down Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern. What are you going to do about this one? Are you going to stay up, watch it late night? Are you going to get up early? <laughs> so in a, in a very bizarre string of events, I have... I've been invited to attend a Smashing Pumpkins concert on Saturday night. Um, opening up for the Pumpkins, 
Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, nice. Uh, which which seems strange considering Scott Weiland died seven years ago, I think. But yeah, so this kind of fell into my lap. And so I think in that concert, they don't play, uh, they're not playing in Seattle. I think they're playing out in like the suburbs somewhere. Um, so uh, I think I'm going to be, end- I'm going to end up like getting home at like midnight. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to power through, take a nap in the middle of the day. And we're just going to roll right into from some early 90s grunge rock. And I'm just going to stay up and watch the fucking USA play Sweden. So I'm, wow. I'm psyched for it. That's um, that's hardcore. Um, <laughs> I love it, though. I respect much respect for it. So I'm I'm getting up now with the the little guy. So he's mm-hmm. 16 months old now. His wake up time is anywhere between like 630 to 730. And I'm trying to like okay. preempt him. So I'm 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 in the 5:30 5:45 range, so I think I'm going to I'll be a half an hour or so behind, uh, so no spoilers, but I'm going to catch this one <laughs> as early as I can. Um, so let's hit the lines. So Sweden, three O and O, they beat South Africa two one, they beat Italy five nil, they beat Argentina two nil, pretty dominant. They are a plus two seventy underdog against our Americans. The draws plus two ten. The U.S. is favored, plus 110. How about that? They've got one huge win over Vietnam, 3-0 to even the score. Uh, draw against the Netherlands, 1-1. Another draw against Portugal, 0-0. In a pretty damp showing. Um, last week, we mentioned the U.S.-Portugal draw at plus 470. We both kind of scoffed at it. Um, I then said, a draw in that match would be Ring the alarm, scary hours for sure for the U.S. And then mm-hmm. in the middle of the game, an actual freaking alarm starts blaring. Uh, <laughs> and that, my friends, is what us writers refer to as foreshadowing. Nicely done. Uh, we mentioned Vegas being asleep at the wheel a little bit. Uh, but let me tell you, the World Cup script writers, wide awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't, like, don't want to be too myopic about this. But yeah, I, I remember us being like, no, 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 the... The draw that can't be on the table. You're USA. You got to win this game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, for anybody keeping track, you know when we previewed, when we did our preview pod, I had Portugal going through the group. I had a bet on Portugal to go through full unit. I think they were like plus four hundred or plus four forty or something in that range. Yeah. And uh, I'm a I'm the width of the post away from that bet cashing at the end of that game. And I was not rooting against USA because I placed that bet thinking <laughs> that it would be USA winning the group and Portugal coming in second. Um, and so to see that kind of happen, like as the shot's going, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a gross way to win that bet. But I didn't win the bet. So uh, go USA, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. We, uh, th- th- we had a couple moments. I think, you know, when I, w- when I first – got on the, uh, the the old zag against the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, I think you were like, well, you, you expect them to get out of the group. I was like, oh, of course. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> crazy. Of course I can get out of the group. But you know what? Props yeah. to you, man. We did our four by four. Your four, England, Japan, Portugal, like you said, by, by the width <laughs> of a post, and the reggae yeah. girls of Jamaica. How about that? Four just... I mean, three freaking heavyweights, three that all made the 16, that all look really, really dangerous. And you were just a couple inches away from going four for four to get into the group. Really, really incredible 
uh, showing by you. I appreciate that. You're too kind. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to cheer for Jamaica. And, uh, you know, when we did the the preview, I liked Portugal. I, I rattled off all of my favorite, like Portuguese players of past eras. Um, but yeah, I mean, if only my gambling record would reflect uh, that level of foresight, <laughs> I would be psyched. Yeah, we just we, we've just got to merge the two. We've just got to merge them. We've just got to bring them together. Uh, so I want to hit quick quick number. So odds to advance yeah. here: U, USA minus one seventy eight, Sweden plus one forty six to advance. Ugh. So to have this Sweden team at plus odds to advance, I don't care who they're playing in their current form. Like at the absolute worst, Sweden should be a coin flip to advance. So to see them at plus one forty six. I'm not even going to like, you know, blabber on about it. I'm taking that. I guess I'm back on my U.S. scary hour shit, you know, for lack of a better word. I think they looked awful in that match. (laughs) I mean, to then they, you know, they then coupled that with just watching the post-game interviews, whether it was like Megan Rapinoe or Alex Morgan, they really just didn't give a shit. Like they were just like, well, you know. Alex Morgan was like, yeah, we were unlucky. I always think about this with with uh, one of my old Arsenal nemesis, Olivier Giroud, who had a penchant <laughs> for kicking the ball over the over the crossbar uh-huh. and just looking like, oh my God, I can't believe it. How did I miss that? And it's like, dude, every fucking week you miss this. Like, stop being so surprised. And of course he goes on to, you know, play. He played better before he joined us. He played better after he joined us. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. I, right. Same kind of vibes from the, from the Americans. Like, there was no, like... Let's get this shit together. For, for better or worse, in the Germany match, Alexander Pop was in everybody's shit that match. Yeah. She was, like, not fucking having it, you know? And, like, just to watch, you know, and, like, the the, the one person I would expect, like a Lindsay Horan after the game, she's doing the same shit. She's doing, like, the heart signal to the fans and just yucking it up. And, like, I don't know, I hate to, hate to channel Stu Gatso intensely, but, <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on. Like, this is a terrible fucking result for us yeah and they were inches away from you know being eliminated as like the odds-on overwhelming favorite to win the entire fucking tournament um and in a must-win situation like south africa in a must-win situation put all their shit on the line you know and we're like we're gonna take our spot in the group stage and the usa kind of backs into this stage and i'll tell you one last thing kind of reminded me of the the men's basketball team in 2004 when they had like Wade and Carmelo and LeBron that were very young, they go, they show up, they get smacked by Puerto Rico and Carlos Arroyo. <laughs> and like, that was, that was like a, a, the same kind of thing. Just like a, all right, you know, no, no biggie. Like we're the U S we got this, like we'll just win the next six. Right. No problem. Didn't go that way. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they played a little bit better. Um, but I mean, their talent disparity was, was such that that third place finish was, an abomination right you know and i think the u.s is kind of heading that like i didn't see anything you know that that gives me any kind of confidence that they're going to be able to get things back on track and the one person that i think could be sort of like the live wire to kind of like kick things into higher higher gear rose lavelle mm-hmm. like what the fuck man like this team feels super duper snake bitten I don't know if I'm overreacting. I don't know if I'm like, you know, just basically playing some of these recent results. But I don't know. We we haven't talked about the U.S. game, so this is actually the first time we're we're kind of chopping it up. Where is your head at with regards to this team? 
Talking about them backing into the round of 16, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it um, because like, all right, so I, I'm going to roll through some of the stats because I think the stats actually, you know, like we talk about, it, like we watch the games, but then I feel like I can watch it and then be like, oh, okay, the, the stats I like, kind of confirm like what I felt mm-hmm. during the game. So USA had 17 total shots to Portugal six, but Portugal had 56% of the ball. And like, when you talk about like, kind of like backing into the result and USA, like looking like they weren't like super locked in or they, you know, people have talked about, I know we might talk about Carly Lloyd later or whatever, but like lacking a sense of urgency or just like kind of all these little, uh, you know, phrases that people use when it's just like, you didn't fucking play that well is really kind of what it boiled down to. Um, I mean, Portugal, they, they had like a hundred more uh, accurate passes. Uh, they committed fewer fouls. Like they just looked super up for it. And USA were just like, yeah, we, we showed up. So we get to, we get to go to the knockout stage because we're here. And all that being said, I'm still just terrified of them. They just have, like they have great the the combination of Haran, Morgan, Rodman, and Smith, I think is super scary. But then the other side of my brain goes, okay, but now you don't have Julie Ertz in the midfield anymore. Like she is now she has to play defender because she is just past that point in her career where she's not going to be able to give you seventy uh, great minutes in the midfield. And like when you talk about Rose Lavelle being out. That is fucking brutal. And that yellow card, I don't know, looked pretty soft to me. She was going at the ball, and she kind of starts to stand up after the after the challenge. The yellow felt soft. Uh, Lavelle's been one of my favorite players since the 2019 World Cup, where I think we've talked about before. Yep. In 2019, she would have like 40-minute stretches where she was very clearly the best player on the field. Yep. And still, though, still, <laughs> I'm still like worried, but I think that might just be – the, I, I want to see the champion like knocked out. Like I don't, I, you know, like you can win a couple rounds versus the belt holder, but like if you, you, and, and you might think this is stupid as a boxing guy. So I'd be interesting to hear, but like that kind of, that old phrase, like, Oh, you got to knock out the champion. You got to beat him decisively to beat him. I know this is football and this isn't exactly the thing, but I wonder if that's like part of the hesitation that's in my brain. So I'm I'm actually kind of glad you brought up boxing. It, it's so weird that you actually brought it up because rewinding all the way back to 2003, Roy Jones Jr. and Antonio Tarver. So they fought twice. Um, Roy Jones Jr. pretty much lost. I mean, he was Superman at this time. Pound for pound, number one. The, the boxer of a generation. Wins a 12-round majority decision against Antonio Tarver, who pretty much won that match. We had never seen Roy Jones kind of like take that kind of punishment. And they fought again, despite what we thought, yeah. but despite what we saw, right? We're like, okay, but this is Roy Jones. Like he, you know, he's Roy fucking Jones. Like he's the man, <laughs> right, you know, right. and we all saw the first, you know, bout and we're like, okay, yeah. You know, Tarver looked really, really good. And that second bout ends with Antonio Tarver knocking him out cold in the second round. You know, mm. like, so basically what we all knew what was going to happen, because we're like, OK, we saw Tarver like, I don't know. I think he kind of actually won that match. That was like not 
you know, an under the radar. We all sort of knew it. It was a majority decision. One of the cards had it even in the first fight. They come in the second fight and Tar was like not fucking around and just knocks him out cold in the second round, which we're not used to seeing the pound for pound number one, <laughs> like face first on the canvas. So to your right. point, we haven't seen it yet, but we've seen all of the signs. There's like no leadership. I, you know, I had this thought too when we when we made, kind of like made light of the Rapino documentary. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't come in and like every time she touches the ball, tries to kind of like hero ball it. And she's fucking done that. Like, yeah. she's not playing any kind of team ball. She gets the ball. It's one touch and a blast. And, he, and she's not even close to like, I'm like, what are we doing? You know, and we, I kind of joked about Sophia Smith and Trini Rodman just kind of passing the ball to each other. I was hoping that Lindsay Horan would kind of be that, you know, sort of like that glue. But I just feel like the team is pulling itself in so many different directions that there's really no one personality that is going to be able to like kind of corral everybody all the way up to like the coach manager. Like there's just nobody, there's no voice that's, that's going to be able to do that. And when you look at yeah. Sweden, they're fucking stacked too. Like, you know, they're not afraid of, and again, you mentioned Alex Morgan. I don't think we can put her in the same category as Sophia Smith and Lindsay Horan. She's, sure. she has not, not played at that level. Sure. Not now, but you know, I think you mentioned Carly Lloyd and like, there's, there's sort of, been this conversation about like the legacy and like oh, wearing the shirt and this thing that gets passed down and blah, blah, blah. And it's like yeah that's all well and good but we're watching the fucking games bro and they look like shit <laughs> you know including yeah. alex morgan you know like yeah. i understand that maybe she's been unlucky but she's also been way off you know she's gotten some opportunities but i mean she's in a position where of course she's gonna get opportunities she hasn't finished a single one including a penalty kick so it's true like you know as, as uh, ta- talented and as familiar as we are with these players on the field, I don't know. They haven't been in the class with Sweden this tournament. I think that's fair. And, I mean, you know, people pretty much talk about them as, like, longtime rivals. I'm, I want to make sure I get some of these numbers right. But in their last 10, uh, Sweden is 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. Against the U.S. Coin flip. I mean, this is, yep, feels even. Um, and when and nine of the last ten matches have been decided by two goals or fewer, which, I mean, two goals or fewer is kind of a, a janky number because you can get a two-goal win and dominate your opponent. But, um, yeah, 4-4-2 four, four, and two I think is, is very interesting. Um, and, like, when you talk about the hero ball versus the team play of Sweden – I just want to go real, real quick, uh, and I understand Argentina is not the USA in women's football, um, but they just leaned on Argentina, and then they found space to set up, oh, you guessed it, a headed goal. Imagine that. It's tall, hashtag tall girl bias. Um, in the 66th minute, they're just a perfect cross from San Diego Wave uh, veteran Sophia Jacobson to Rebecca Bloomquist. And just like, I know I always say like, oh, that's one of my like favorite kind of goals, but uh, Jacobson hits the, the header so perfectly and Bloomquist is in the exact right spot where she just nods it in. It's not like, I think, I, I forget whose header you were talking about last week where it was like, it was like the power header where you like. Venegas, yeah. Yeah. From Columbia. Where you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where you like, you really put it in. This one, it's just in her path and it was just like. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like the, the, the yo, what's up, nod that you give somebody. And she's just like, hey, yeah. put it. <laughs> yeah, and just like put it right in. And it was just like, God damn, that's good. 
that's uh, that's good team football right there. So, I mean, it feels like they're locked in. And I think we talked about last uh, episode, too. They have just a lot of players in that, like, 27 to 34 range where it's like everybody kind of knows what they're doing. They're grown women out there, too. Like, they're not a bunch of kids on the field. Um, God, I'm talking myself into betting against the USA. I mean, I know you're already there. I'm going to I'm gonna even – oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> It'll be a good I, clip afterward. I'm, I'm going to do something a little brave, and I'm kind of upset at myself. I, I was out here sort of not so sure about the U.S. Yep. The Vietnam game left me a little cool. I think you mentioned that your, your um, U.S. national team – fan friend also mentioned the same that was just kind of like eh, i would like to see more and then you see netherlands like really pour it on um on that same vietnam team and even in that match it was just kind of like some training ground stuff it wasn't like a dominant we're going to overpower you we're going to outskill you we're going to outwork you and you have no chance right like it was like oh we got we got a little fast break here we'll, like let's put let's slot this one in um yeah i'm actually going to go a double unit on sweden to advance oh boy <laughs> oh, i am not afraid boy. plus 146 that number is just a wrong number um i had a couple other i wanted to throw your way i'm just gonna go full <laughs> full here full heel here uh usa under a goal and a half minus 180 so if you feel like this one's going to be a tight one i mean usa you know in their last two matches they only managed a single goal that was against the netherlands couldn't score against portugal now, if you wanted to get a little even crazier, under half a goal for the USA, plus 280. This is within the 90 <laughs> minutes. Sure. Yeah, I mean. Any of these interesting? score last game. Uh, I'm scared of betting against them to score. Um, under a goal and a half. I could see them, I could see them losing the game 2-1, to one, absolutely. Uh, but minus 180, not super tasty, I don't think. I agree with um, that. I am a team that am, and I and I, I think you're right. I mean, like the Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman kind of passing the ball back and forth, and you know we we watched the Vietnam game, and not and I I will raise my hand too. I feel like I got a little, even though maybe they didn't look that great, I did get a little hypnotized by the like, okay, yeah, it was a warm up. It was it was three nil. They were never in any danger. They should be feeling great. And like we saw, you broke down uh, excellently the, the play from Haran to Morgan to Smith. Um, they've tried to run that play a couple other times. And it would appear that the other teams and their coaches, they appear to watch the games too, bro. And so they're like, oh, they're like, hey, oh here she comes, streaking down the side. Somebody get in their fucking way. And like, uh, so, yeah. I, but, but still, even with all that said, a team that employs Sophia Smith, I, I don't think I want to bet against them scoring a goal. Sophia Smith has definitely had moments, but even in this Portugal match, there was a couple positions where I'm just like, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Okay, you've given the ball away. Like, it's like, right. you know, this is supposed to be a team that's fucking loaded. You know, like when you're the Golden State Warriors, you can pretty much pass the ball anywhere. Just pass the ball, right? Like, you know, like that's keep right. that shit moving, keep the defense on their heels. The one thing you don't want to do is make it easy for them. And they really made it easy for Portugal to shut them down. Like just totally yeah. unimaginative. Um, the post game crew kept using the word uninspired. You could throw that in there as well. 
you know, there was a lot of that, but I don't know, man. I think, I think this is too close to like Roy Jones, Antonio Tarver two or the 2004 men's Olympic basketball, whatever. There's a, there's a lot of different examples of like the writing being on the wall. And we're also coming off, you know, what I mentioned earlier with to go three Oh and O in this tournament with all the shit that we've seen is no joke, you know? And I think Sweden, they've got the players, you know, they're not going to shoot. They're not going to be any kind of, I mean, Portugal wasn't intimidated. You know, you think Sweden's going to come in and be like, Oh, the U S is, Oh my God. Like, what are we going to like? No, they're going to be like, we're going to smack this team. I should, I should know this. Um, Sweden beat them in the Olympics, right? Yeah, they beat. They went to a penalty shootout in the twenty twenty one Olympics, and Sweden beat them. Yeah, they're not. They're not scared whatsoever. Yeah, they're not scared, and they're playing better. So yeah. if you're going to be plus odds, um, I'm taking those plus odds, and it's also um, a bet against the, the 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 betting markets, right? It's taken a while for people to for the U.S. odds to kind of like trickle lower and lower. Right. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of, you know, I think bias with regard to the telecast. It's like, oh, well, they can, you know, if they do this, <sighs> they do that. And like, you know, even watching the Portugal game, they're like, oh, well, you know, like if they goal differential in the Netherlands, now we've got to score five goals because Netherlands, you know, it's like, <laughs> how about we just win this fucking game that we're clearly like in great danger of losing, you know? So um, I think that the announcers haven't done this, done this situation total justice. And I actually have yeah. to give Carly Lloyd props. Because, you know, and I mentioned this too with regard to Warren Barton. You know, if you see something on the field and if anybody, I mean, she's not the only one, but she certainly has the credentials to say, this is wrong. Like what what's happening right. is like, we're, we're going in the wrong direction here. And there's nothing un-American about it or, un, you know, unpatriotic or she's just calling it how she sees it. Um, and she's not wrong, in my opinion, about any of it. You know, like, I, I think she's just treating the game as you know like i hate to say it but like as men announcers treat announcing men's games you know Mm -hmm. where like the kid the kid gloves are off like if you come like if you come out and lay an egg you know i don't know jeff van goody's gonna say some shit about it or tony romo's gonna say some shit about you know it's like we don't have that same and i think like the, the coverage of the women's game has been a little bit soft you know so i think it was actually really good to have somebody of that stature who has experience in the program come out and be like, no, this is not good enough. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm largely with you on this. I think, um, cause I do think it's super whack when people are like, you know, they, they talk about women's sports, like, Oh, every, everybody's a champion. And like all this stuff, like, don't, don't fucking, um, infantilize these, these athletes, right. You know, like these are, these are a, like we talked about like with the NWSL. These are elite athletes playing the sport at the absolute highest fucking level. They don't talk about themselves that way. They don't talk about each other that way. Mm-hmm. So when Carly Lloyd says something like that, she is speaking from a place. And, you know, I don't agree with everything she says. And I think I'm not totally sure about this, but I think she has some other views on the world in general that I probably uh, don't super agree with. But she scored a Hattie in the fucking World Cup final. So like when you talk about her credentials and she was definitely like a culture setting type of player in the program, I didn't think what she said was, was super out of bounds. And her, when she talks about, I think she loses me a little bit 
and the, not even all the way, but she loses me a little bit of like, well, you know, they're celebrating too much after making it through. Like, yeah, they didn't play a good game, but you still have, you, you should get some reprieve for making the, the round of 16. I know that's not the goal. That's not the end goal, but it's one of the, it's one of the milestones on the way. So I, I didn't totally hate it, but I, I can see why people are like, well, you're, maybe you're selling me celebrating that a little too hard. But I also grew up in the era of when teams, when baseball teams would win the division series, they would soak each other in beer and then, <laughs> and then, and then go on. So like I, I can, yeah, it's a coward's way. I can see a little bit of both sides, but I, I'm totally with you. I think it's patronizing to talk about these women like, you know, that like they're play, like they're eating fucking orange slices after a game in the park. Like these are the best athletes in the world. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I think you put it perfectly. They don't think about themselves that way. They don't think about their opponents that way. They don't think about the competition that way. And I didn't have any problem, you know, sort of calling how they treated that into question. It wasn't just that they celebrated after getting through mm. because, you know, the Rapino in- interview after the game, the Alex Morgan inter- interview after the game, sure. they clearly it didn't, it didn't affect them at all that they just played like dog shit. They were just like, eh, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. Rapino's like, yeah, my, my doc's going to be coming out in, in late November, you know, make sure you sign up for Netflix before, you know, before that <laughs> drops, you know, and, and it, you know, Sophia Smith's got her visa commercials and shit. And just like, you, you can see it. Like you can see that they're not locked in, you know? And it's like, okay, you know, like this was a team that was like a, a, an incredibly overwhelming favorite. And I don't know, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Double unit, Sweden. I'm fired up. Plus one forty six. <laughs> Let's fucking go. All right. Um, I will say one one more quick aside because I think you covered it perfectly. Um, there is a funny instance here, and I was actually thinking. I was thinking about today. Thinking about the show is in twenty. I, I think it was the twenty fifteen World Cup. Carly Lloyd had some commercials, and somebody had said something to her on Twitter. It says somebody said something to the effect of, man, Carly Lloyd's like doing these interviews and she has these commercials. Does she have time to also like really train and pay attention? And Carly Lloyd tweeted back at them. Yes, I'm a hundred percent locked in or whatever. And then rest in peace to the legend, the late great Kobe Bryant, the black mamba comes in and says something to the effect of, we don't care about those other people's opinions anyway. And I think I had mentioned on, um, on this pod a few a few weeks ago, Carly Lloyd she she always kind of gave me like heavy Kobe vibes, and I think they had like I think that moment actually might have sparked a bit of a friendship for them. So you know, Kobe was never going to hold back if she if if he thought you played like dog shit, he'll tell you you played like dog shit. That's what should, that's what we should expect of the best team in the world, quote unquote. I don't know. <laughs> oh, full heel, full heel turn. Let's um, go. Uh, I'm not. I'm not betting a double unit on that. I will put one. I will put one unit. I am half as confident as you. I'm almost. Yeah, I'm almost kicking around just a half unit because I'm still so scared of Sophia Smith because I think she's. I think there's like there's a, there's a, we live in a world where she could be the best player in the world here soon because she is just so good. You you're right about it. I like her as a passer. I wish I had seen more of that in two games in the last two games. But yeah, put you could put me down. Sign me up for for a one unit on uh Sweden to advance. Plus plus money, I think that's fine. Yeah. All right, awesome. And I think th- this is no shot on the individual talents on the team. Sure. I'm not saying that she's not talented. I'm not saying that she can't be 
the best striker in the world, you know, within a few years, like, or the most dangerous, right? Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is as a team, they look a mess, you know? And like I said, we're, that's, that's kind of like the bet that I'm putting forward, but let's move on to another team that lives in your heart. That is the Lionesses of England, FIFA's fourth ranked team. They're playing another team that, that's got a little little slice of your heart. Nigeria, ranked 40th by FIFA. I don't know, man. I'm going to clear out for you for you on this one. I mean, so I bet Nigeria to win the group. I like had an epiphany before uh, their game versus Ireland, or I th- what I thought was an epiphany, where I was like, okay, they're going to beat the shit out of Ireland, and they're going to win this group. And so I immediately go full unit on them to beat Ireland, which I think was like plus 100, and then a full unit on them to win group B. Um which was like plus 200 or something like that. Um, you went full Zambia. Yep, I did. I, you know, the Super Falcons, Asa Oshiola. <laughs> it got you. <laughs> yeah, I was just like. The nickname got you too. I love, they can go, um, Nigeria has the ability to kind of go into like this defensive shell and make it really fucking difficult for their opponent to score. And then you have Oshiola up, up top. And it's just like, get the ball to her at all costs. And she can, not only could she score, but she can kind of help create and do a lot of stuff. The only issue there is you you may want to go into a defensive shell against the Lionesses, but then Lauren James is still going to find a way to fucking score because oh, she my God. is oh, my fucking God. awesome. She is so fucking awesome, dude. I, let, let's do a quick aside. Uh-huh. Who do you, who do you think is the best player you've seen in the, in the tournament? Mm. God, dude. I mean, I think it's her. I think it's Lauren James. I think so too. I mean, like we, we talked about last week, like her movement, her ability to kind of create space where there is no space, and just how quickly and thunderously she's able to kind of like hit these strikes the accuracy just kind of like she just knows what she's trying to do yeah you know and 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 it seems to be like a third of a second or half a second before anybody else has figured out what's going on yeah um and she's it just seems like she's scoring from everywhere it's like just get her the ball and again like you know juxtapose that against what we're seeing on the u.s side and we're just not seeing that level of like I mean, her foot is slammed way on the gas, yeah. you know, from, from the minute that she's out there. You mentioned it last week. She's kind of earned her spot. Oh, yeah. And I, I think we've talked about, like, Calcedo. We've talked about Bonnie Shaw. We've talked about, you know, uh, Dumornay from Haiti. You know, some, some, like, really great kind of, like, breakout stories. But, I don't know, put them up against, like, what Lauren James has been able to do. And it's like, oh, yeah, but she's... She is her. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if we're yeah. allowed to say that, but that's that's kind of what I what I see. No, nah, man. I mean, you have two goals and three assists in a game, you know, to really get off the shine. And you know, uh, just enormous respect to you, man. When when I gave you the Millie Bright quote, where she was like, "Yeah, we'll win every game, one another, and we don't give a shit," <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, Mm-mm. maybe you're maybe you're protesting too much," uh, <laughs> and you like you know they were gonna go in there. That first goal. Uh, scored by Alessia Russo. The ball... Lady Gunner. Absolutely. The ball that Alex Greenwood, Sky Blue, Lady Sky Blue, uh, hits... The way she curled that fucking pass from the left 
into the path of Russo, it's just like, yo, what do you, you what do you got for that? You got nothing for that for that level of skill. There's nothing that the defense is going to be like. If you are curling passes around your opponent's defense into the yeah. into the path of your forwards, like you are, it's you are in trouble. Um, and then talking about like playing kind of like USA, kind of looking like they're playing casual. Uh, the Lauren James goal, where the ball comes in, uh, it's crossed in, it's kind of over the head of the defenders, and she just super casual left foot just bangs it right into the into the top corner. It's just like, yo, she took a practice shot on that. She had no fear. And, I mean, it, it obviously helps that she's pretty much standing there open. But just no fear, no nerves. Oh, yeah, this one's going in. Never a doubt. I mean, this formation of the 3-4-1-2, man, this suits the roster the way it looks right now. No, they, they definitely got it back on track. And I think... I'm glad you kind of called out the, uh, you know, my zag off the Millie Bright quote. Yeah. Um, so quick England China recap. We crushed this one. You know, we you even had a, you even put forward a bet that we didn't make that also hit. So <laughs> if if this was the only segment that you caught last week and you bet all three, I mean, you just, I mean, I'm a genius. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like holy shit. Yeah. So you you mentioned uh, when Schwan to get a shot on target plus one sixty. That one ended up hitting because she gets the penalty kick. You also said, okay, there's going to be a penalty in this one. I think we were expecting China to kind of click, clip somebody's ankle or do something, uh, For sure. uh, a foul. Uh, but it ended up being England coming the penalty, um, which kind of like cashed both of those. But we, but we, that one was a bet that we did make uh, for there to be a penalty by either team plus 205. Mark it down. Damn right. And then on the heels of that Millie Bright quote, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because that was what kind of set my brain in motion. We both co-signed over three and a half goals plus 680. We almost had this one closed out before halftime. Mm-hmm. Dominating performance. And like when we talked about like like who who would have the opportunity, like I think I had mentioned, like Alessia Russo had not yet scored. Yep. And I was like, she hasn't found joy yet. Uh, Hemp was the one to get uh, on the score sheet uh, second. You know, she hadn't, you know, she hadn't like had like a, like a big breakout moment yet also of course uh manchester city um and yeah they just they came out there they came out there to pile it on exactly like you called and and they were just gonna fucking get that shit done i am a little a little perturbed i'm glad like i you know i thought that england would be the ones taking the penalty i don't like i'm uncomfortable watching the ball go past mary fucking herbs to go into the net but the only prayer you got of that happening is if you get a penalty uh, so, you know, I'll, I, I think I can recover from that one. Um, but with all of that said, I still kind of fear Nigeria a little bit because the, just because the tournament has been so weird. But I think that might be my only real, that might be the only thing that I'm afraid of. Let me see if I can pump you up a little bit. Your confidence is clearly rattled. It is. We got to get you back on track. It is. I mean, we got to get you back on track. I mean, let's keep in mind that, you know, we hit a plus 680. Mm-hmm. You had a couple that you brought to the table. We didn't end up taking. Right. We had a good week last week. That's true. You know, but I think I think to your point, maybe we just kind of fanned out too wide. Now let's, all we got to do is kind of zero it in. You know, she's, last time I checked, you know, her legal name still is Mary fucking Earps. Goddamn right. You know, she's still, you know, between the posts. There's a couple that I want to put forward. And I don't like this whole, 
you know, we talk about a game for 10, 15, 20 minutes and you don't make a single pick. Like, come on, let's go. Okay. It's the World Cup, <laughs> right? You know, the ball is at your feet. Let, let that shit rip. Let's go. Um, Lauren James. Channel, channel your inner Lauren James. These are a couple that I like. I'm going to take both of these. I'm not sure about the units yet. We talked about maybe breaking up, you know, the the, the process. First, let's nail the pick. And then let's, let's figure out um, to the degree with which we think it's going to happen. Sure. England minus one and a half goals. Minus 135 against Nigeria. So we're still talking about the fourth ranked team against the 40th ranked team. So Nigeria won a match against Australia, three to two. And then they had two nil-nil draws against Canada and Ireland. England, on the other hand, won all three of their matches. They gave up one goal, like you mentioned, uh, which was a penalty kick. And in that same match, they put up six goals. So they're they're plus seven in three games. Um, They've scored eight. They've given up one. And like you mentioned, it was a penalty. I'm not afraid. I think this is a, a match where, you know, we see their their class come through. And I think they just kind of keep things rolling. You know, China is a higher ranked team than Nigeria. I understand that we're in the knockout round. China had a lot to play for and they just got mushed. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't think Nigeria is going to really have anything for England. I could see them kind of maybe getting on the score sheet. Maybe. But there's no way that they're going to keep England off the score sheet. So if you're telling me that I can have England minus a goal and a half at close to even money, minus 135. I can't not take that. Like they look like a freaking powerhouse. You're talking about the the team who is the betting favorite to win the entire tournament. This is true. I don't see this match going one nil, two one. You know, I think England's. I think they cruise in this one. Um, so I'm going full unit minus one thirty five, and I'm actually going to go half a unit for them to keep Nigeria under half a goal. Mary fucking Herbs, the respect for her is in full effect. Minus 215. <laughs> That's some serious respect. Yeah. Um, and I think with good reason. Man. It's almost like the English culture is like rubbed off on me enough to where now <laughs> I am like, I'm terrified of like what bad, all the bad things that can happen. When, you know, the preview podcast, I'm like, we're winning the fucking World Cup. It's coming home. We're doing this. And now they we we win a game six to one. We look like world beaters, and I'm like, oh no, what's the snapback gonna look like? Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you're not doing this segment with like with an umbrella, holding an umbrella. You know, just <laughs> just scared. Minus one and a half. Like we gotta win by two goals. I just I wish the line was a little tastier than minus one thirty five. If you're Nigeria, you're gonna go into your shell. England to score in both halves is plus one twenty eight. Um, okay, well, if they score in both halves, there's your two goals. Yeah. So then you're telling me they're going to score in, in both halves and Mary fucking Earps is going to give up a goal at some point? I don't see it happening. I don't see it. I mean, if Lauren James is still playing, I don't care what kind of show you go into. Yeah. She, she's going to blast one or two. That's the thing. You could go into the shell and she'll be 25 yards out and score. I don't think there's any stopping this team. And if there is going to be somebody that's going to stop the team, all due respect to Nigeria, who gave up three goals to Australia. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, two goals to Australia. It's probably not them. Okay, we're back. All right, we're back. Yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> thank, you for, uh, thank you for the boost in confidence. Yeah, uh, the, I'm telling you, I'm not even a, a, a Germany fan. That shook me. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, give me full full unit on the minus 135 uh, to beat them by two goals. Um, 
And let me do, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a half sprinkle on uh, England uh, to score in both halves. I like the plus number there. That's plus 128. I like it. England to score both halves. Plus 128. Ooh, plus. I like that. I like a good plus. <laughs> Love a plus. <laughs> As a reminder, you've still got England to win the whole thing. Looking pretty live. I think you're you're ahead of the curve a little bit. Last week you fell a little bit behind. I think you were a little bit bummed that they went from like 400, plus 400 to like 550-ish. Something like that. But now they're well under 400. Yeah, where are they? Like two, uh, plus 250 now. Plus two, plus two fifty, and you're afraid of betting on them. Come on, man, let's go. <laughs> Shame on me. Shame on you. A couple more matches to hit. This one, this one really tugged at the heartstrings. Colombia versus Jamaica, for obvious reasons. Uh, Colombia, two wins, but they did lose uh, earlier today to Morocco. Jamaica got a big win over Panama, and then two nil-nil draws against a couple of heavyweights, Brazil and France. The former. Um, got knocked out of the tournament at the hands of our reggae girls. They look like a fucking fortress, you know, <laughs> like at, at the at the Eddie had level. Wow. They have yet to give up a goal. You know, you you called out their their back line, uh, including their goalkeeper, I think on multiple episodes. So, I mean, you were way out ahead. I mean, you even had them before the tournament as one of your four by four. And they have fucking delivered like in a must win match against Brazil. All those superstars, you know, Marta on her own, you know, kind of like victory lap, victory tour, uh, well-deserved to the, you know, shout out to the GOAT. Oh, yeah. Um, But, you know, to kind of like look that Brazil team in the face and just be like, we're not going to give you any ground, you know, and we're going to be right wherever you are. We're going to be right there. Um, And that's exactly how it played out. They got the result they needed. They advance and they take on a Colombia team. They got a huge win against Germany that maybe gets put into a little bit different light considering what we saw Germany do um, earlier today and in in, a sen- in essence not being able to advance yeah. and not being able to get a second goal against South Korea, a little bit of a shocker. And then they also looked a little flat today against Morocco. Calcedo looked, you know, a little... T- I, I think, you know, the thing that you called out where you're like, can this team press against Germany for half an hour? I'm not sure if the fatigue is maybe getting to them, mm. but, you know, when you play at that level of intensity to get to the knockout stage, you kind of better hope that there's something left in the tank. So I've got some stuff on this with regard to the lines. Uh, but before I kick it to you, I've got one other <laughs> uh, sort of like announcement, apology to make to our guy, uh, Warren Barton. You know, we we kind of gave him some props. Then we kind of ripped him a little bit for, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting out the the the, the idea of calling, uh, calling out players by name. Yeah. Uh, so poor Warren Barton called Myra Ramirez Marirez on multiple occasions. <laughs> I felt so bad for the guy. I mean, he's really trying his best, but it's clearly, you know, just, I don't know, a, a, like a Chuck Knobloch style mental breakdown that he's having here <laughs> with regards to... <laughs> regards to being able to you know when he's like marirez marirez and i'm just like oh my god this this guy's having a time of this mm-hmm. um so now i feel a little bit bad you know we love you warren barton we're warren barton guys on this pod yeah you know you're clearly out here doing your best you know you clearly had a producer kind of trying to nudge you in the right direction <laughs> and you came out and you tr- and you're trying you know so props to you keep up the great work um just wanted to give a shout out to our guy 
No, that's great because I the first thing I thought of was you saying like some producer had to go to him and be like, dude, you have to say these names. And now that I'm sure that producer is sitting there during the broadcast, like, oh my god, please, please stop saying Ramirez for the love of God, just say Ramirez. Like, and there was a great there was a great Brazilian footballer named Ramirez uh, years and years ago who I'm sure Warren Barton is familiar with. Like, you've I know you've heard that name before. Yeah, that's what I say. That's what I say. Now it's in his head, you know. Yeah. He, he can do it, but it's it's in his head, you know. Like uh, his confidence is rock too. It's not just it's not just us. Like he's got the yips. It's it's understandable. Uh, yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. Um, one other thing to mention. One other thing to mention. Um, you brought her up a little bit earlier with that. You know, her ferocious header, Manuela Venegas. She also got a second yellow card, so she's going to miss that match against Jamaica. I mean, this yellow card rule is pretty brutal. Yeah. Not the heaviest of fouls, but not having her and they're already a little bit gassed. I think there's a real opportunity to look at Jamaica here to maybe kind of like maybe get past Colombia. Looking at the odds to qualify, Colombia's minus 250, you know, with goodish reason. I think they're the better team. Uh, Jamaica plus 198. I think I. I think I kind of like that. You know, I, I can actually see this one being super duper close. Um, I, and I want to put one other line to you that I feel like it, it's a little bit of a fat line. So not sure how you're going to feel about it. But this match to go under two and a half goals, which how the fuck are these teams scoring three goals in 90 minutes, you know, with that Jamaican defense, unless Bunny Shaw just goes absolutely, you know, insane. Yeah, that one's minus 200. But I don't see any world where th- th- these teams put up three goals in the 90 minutes. Ooh, that's interesting. Jamaica's got – their matches had one goal <laughs> over three matches. So we're talking about three goals in one match? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate you calling it out. Like, you know, the Bunny Shaw love is absolutely warranted. Her gravity, like you've pointed out, uh, obviously a world-class player. We saw what she's done for City – we so we've seen what she's done at literally every team she's ever played for, um, but yeah, Rebecca Spencer, their goalkeeper, fucking always in the right position, super soft hands. She looks like fucking Randy Moss out there making these catches. Like she just <laughs> That's awesome. like she like she catches everything. She's always standing in the right spot. She knows how to she knows how to like play the game and kind of waste a little bit of time from from time to time. Um, I'm going to call them out one more time. So versus against France and against Brazil, uh, they played Tierney Wiltshire, uh, maybe Wiltshire, uh, Allison Swaby, her sister Chantel Swaby, and then Denisha Blackwood as their back four. That's a, like you said, that's a fucking fortress. Uh, Allison Swaby of Angel City FC and her sister Chantel from Fleury Moreau. I I am almost certain I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, but then Denisha Blackwood and Tierney Wiltshire, as we pointed out, that uh, ja- our other uh, friend of the brand, uh, Jackie Oatley, pointed out, I don't believe they have club teams. And if you are a fucking club team and you need a right back or a left back, you sh- you should already be on the phone with their agent. You should already be trying to figure out. Um, so they've just been fantastic. 100%. And I, I think after the first game, I said they get to live the rest of their lives and say we played a game in the World Cup against France and we didn't concede a goal. Now it's we played the entire group stage of a fucking World Cup against France and Brazil and we didn't concede once. That is 
just historic stuff for their entire program. So under three, like even if you get, or pardon me, under two and a half, even if you get two from Bunny or Bunny scores one and she sets another one up. I know, yeah, we like we talked about Casado and the amazing skill, but without her, but without Venegas, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough go for Columbia against that a physical defense like that. No, 100%. I'm going to throw one more at you. So I already mentioned that Jamaica had two matches ended nil-nil. The nil-nil in this one, considering Columbia might be a little gassed. You mentioned Venegas. She's out. Nil-nil is plus 600. Oh, boy. Yeah. After the 90 minutes. Now, I I did have this thought in my head where – because I like to kind of think through a lot of these scenarios, and I like to also think about the narrative. This one made me sad, but – wouldn't it wouldn't it just be kind of like a heartbreaking way to end for you know this match to potentially go to penalty kicks and Jamaica to get potentially eliminated having not given up a goal yeah it's weird but it kind of feels like that's sometimes how these Cinderella stories end yeah like and you can still kind of hang your hat you're like yeah yeah we got knocked out but you know nobody got one on us you know, which and, and like, you know, they're always talking about and this is not the infantilization that you kind of mentioned, but sometimes when a team scores a goal for the first time in the World Cup, like a Panama, it is worthy of celebration. Sure. You know, or in Ireland, you know, because like th- this is a it's a milestone. 100%. Right. That's a little bit different than saying, oh, well, let's all like kind of have like, part- you know, get get our participation badges and, right. you know, have a slice of pizza after the game. I can see this one going nil-nil. I wish it was a little bit better. What do you think about plus 600? Is that tasty enough? Is that uh, – I could certainly see it happening, right? Um, but again, we're, we're then rooting against the offense, which I know you hate to do. That is true. Um, but also, I mean, I, I do think it is probably worth mentioning. Now, I know Bunny didn't play that second match. Uh, we've talked a lot about her scoring. <laughs> Yet to score. <laughs> right, they've scored. They've they've scored one goal in three in three matches. So yeah, I I mean zero zero at the end of regulation. Ooh, that feels that feels pretty live, and especially if and I and I just think that Jamaica's midfield play. That's that's where you can kind of see like the culture needs to mature a little bit. They need to kind of get a little bit more of a pedigree in that midfield, be a little, uh, a little less, you know, play the ball out of the back with long passes and maybe start to play a little more in the midfield. And that makes it, that makes it hard to score outside of the break. So yeah, man, zero, zero set for plus 600. I mean, that could be, why wouldn't that be a quarter sprinkle? Sounds like a quarter sprinkle to me. I think so. All right. So we're getting, uh, now, now we're, now we're getting warmed back up plus 600. (laughs) <laughs> nil nil that's a cosine i'm also going to do and that's yeah it's a quarter i'm also going to do half a unit on the under two and a half goals um and i'm gonna sit out the jamaica to advance although i wish the odds were a little bit better plus 198 it's a little scary uh, even think about going to penalty kicks i think they are at a they'd be at a disadvantage there against columbia and like you said they haven't really been able to score Although I'd love to see Bunny Shaw kind of break through here. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, I'm feeling really great about the under two and a half goals because I think if either of these teams score, it's, you know, that bus is <laughs> that bus is parked. You know, I don't see any any high scoring uh pathways for on the, in this one. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. For some reason I'm not seeing like any time why am I not seeing any time goal scorer on there yet? 
I wonder if uh, I wonder why they wouldn't have posted that yet. Because I was going to say I've bet it twice already. <laughs> Do I want to see what uh, Bunny to score is? Um, it looks like and maybe this is maybe this is FanDuel sending me a message. <laughs> it's like you know what, buddy, maybe sit maybe sit this one out. Um, so I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, I'll co-sign the the nil nil, and I think I'll be satisfied with that. All right, cool. So that one's a cosine plus six hundred. Yeah, that one feels good. Um, okay, couple more matches to go. Doesn't feel like these are two of the top thirteen teams, but according to FIFA, um, they are. Australia is tenth. Denmark's thirteenth. This one's going down Monday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. Australia's a favorite in this one, minus 130. The draw is plus 240. And Denmark, plus 360 to win this one uh, in regulation. Both teams finish with two wins and a loss. Australia's loss was to Nigeria. Denmark lost to England 1-0. Australia was uh, the more high-scoring team. Seven goals in three matches. They gave up three. Denmark scored three, gave up one. Uh, my first question to you, do we have to watch this match? Are we just disrespecting Australia? Because I don't want to watch this match. Uh, like, I don't know if I just got angry at the, and not at Sam Kerr, but if I was just bummed out about the Sam Kerr injury. I don't know, man. I, I don't have a ton of interest in this one. It seems tricky. I, I do have a little bit of fear that we've just been underestimating Australia this entire time. And, you know, like you said, like they've scored seven goals uh, in three matches and they haven't had their best player. <laughs> so and they are playing at home. So, like, it seems like they have a lot of really good things going for them. But I'm just I'm not moved. I just don't I, I don't believe that they can. I don't I mean, I obviously don't think that they can win the tournament. And uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not particularly interested in the brand of football they play. Yeah, same. I'm just going to kind of scoot ahead to the three lines that I found. That were some interesting. I want to run them by you, see what you think. So this match to go under a goal and a half, that's nil-nil or one-nil, plus 200. Mm, a goal and a half. Um, yeah. Australia's beat that by themselves the last two matches. Yeah, but they did have a one-nil over Ireland. Denmark's had true. two one-nils, a win over China, lost to England. Yeah. So we'll put a pin in that one. I'm not sure that I'm going to take it, although seems pretty reasonable. What about a, what about dusting off the old find the draw at plus 240? Mm. These two teams pretty evenly matched. You kind of get the feeling that, you know, I think they would be happy, you know, to go full time even. You know, it doesn't seem like either of the teams would want to give up the goal ahead goal to the to their opponent. This one just kind of, you know, if of all the matches on the docket. This one feels the most likely to go to extra time. You know, it's in Australia. You get an extra half an hour of football at home. It's tense. It's exciting. It's rocking. You know, like it's great for ratings. This one might be my play here. Plus 240. Wish it was better. But like I said, these these are two even teams. They both finished 2-0-1 after the group stage. The, the rankings are super-duper close, 10th versus 13th. Yeah. I think I just successfully talked myself into this one. <laughs> Plus 240. Okay. Man, I'm just I'm, I'm scared of Australia, man. Because I just feel like I've been underestimating them. And they're all, Australia is minus 130 to win. That's tough to wrap my head around. I don't understand that at all. No, mm. no, they're not plus 130. They're minus 130 to win. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I said that wrong. I was looking directly at it. I, yeah, yeah. They are minus one thirty to win, um, which I I don't think is terrible value. I was not impressed by Denmark uh, either. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if you watched um, Denmark Haiti, you know, super duper closely. We had a couple bets on Haiti. Mm. You know, we thought maybe the draw was in play. Yeah, that was a very professional win by them. You know, in a match that they kind of needed to win. You know, and like we said, yeah, these matches are not fucking easy to win. Like, I cannot believe the caliber of teams that, you know, just, I mean, even a team like South Korea, South Korea is freaking decent. Like, they've got real players. Yeah. They're talented. And like, they had no, like, they were out of it before it even started. Like, you know, five days into the tournament and it's already over yeah. for them. Italy, you know, like you, you watch them give up a goal to, the, to Sweden um, after playing a really solid half an hour and they just melt down. You know, and it's just like this, this tournament is very, very unforgiving. So I'm not going to really like poo-poo Denmark's two wins. You know, they beat China on a late winner uh, and they took care of business against Haiti. You know, Germany wasn't able to take care of business against South Korea and they were one of the favorites coming in. So I think this actually segues pretty nicely into the other bet that I'm looking at. So I'm going to do half of you now and find the, uh, find the draw plus 240. All right. The other one I want to put forward the odds to advance, Australia is minus 260 to advance. Now, I know they're at home. Mm-hmm. Sam Kerr, I think her status is still pretty up in the air. You know, we talked about, you know, yeah. how many minutes would she play? She didn't even play at all. So, you know, th- 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 that those soft tissue injuries, you know, those strike again uh, in this instance. Denmark to advance plus 205. So, I don't know. Why is Denmark less likely to advance than Jamaica? over Colombia, like who is plus 198, seems a little weird. You know, I think people are just kind of looking at like, all right, they're the home team. But, you know, we've seen plenty of home teams not win the World Cup, right? This wouldn't be a shock, you know, if they lost minus Sam Kerr here. I think these teams are pretty even. That seems like something that I'm going to go ahead and put. (laughs) This is the the not often seen three quarters of a unit plus 205. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do on that. All right. You know, let's. Let, let's take that one for a spin. Uh, give me Denmark, three quarters of a unit, plus 205, two advance over Australia. I'm going to couple that with um, half a unit on find the draw after 90 um, at plus 240. I like both of those odds. I can hit both of those. Um, I think this match is going yeah. to be pretty nip and tuck all the way through. You know, so I don't know. I look at this matchup and, and that's kind of where I landed. Man, you're pulling on my heartstrings because you know I love find the draw. It's America's favorite game. God, I'm so scared of Australia. Okay, I'm taking the I'm taking the coward's way out. I'm I'm too afraid of Australia, man. I'm too afraid. They're I, like I think I might be hypnotized by the them being the home team. Stay tuned to at Tasty Bets Pod on on Twitter and at Threads, Reddit, et cetera, et cetera. I might I might come around to your side, but I just yeah, not moved by Denmark. Scared of Australia. I think the fact that Sam Kerr didn't play in the last game, I think that's actually pretty good. Like because now maybe she gets that. What they don't play until the seventh, so what we got another four days, you know. I, I you know, maybe because now we're getting to that like two week, two and a half week mark where maybe she might be feeling, you know, close to 80 percent or something like that. And Sam Kerr at 80 percent for 55 minutes, uh, that could still help you win a football game. So I wish you luck. I mean, I'm never, I, I feel like unless it's uh, some kind of tasty bets, uh, Darby, uh, we're not, we're not rooting against each other. So I'm pulling for you. I appreciate that. 
I might have to edit some some of your. I'm scared of this one. <laughs> I think we we went over four and a half <laughs> on those so far this episode, uh, yeah. and I'm not going to do you like that in the edit. That's true. Um, all right, cool. So <laughs> I think that that uh, closes the book on Australia, Denmark. One more match to go. The fifth ranked France. This one's going down Tuesday, 7 a.m. Eastern, against the 72nd ranked women's team of Morocco. Shout out to them. I mean, you could make the case that they've had a better group stage than the USA. I mean, what were the odds on that coming into it? They've got two wins. um, The 6-0 loss to Germany. I think with these like massive losses where the game just gets away from you, I just recently mentioned the Sweden-Italy match. I think it's just one of those things where you just get broken and it's sort of like you're not able to find your way within a match. You've completely lost uh, control of the match and the other teams just got it rolling. Uh, but shout out to them. Two 1-0 wins against two real teams. They beat South Korea. They beat Colombia. The highest of high-pressure situations. And they're in the knockout stage. France, similar path. No-no draw against Jamaica. Then they win two. They beat Brazil. They beat Panama big, 6-3. to three. And now they're in as well. We don't, unfortunately, get our France-Germany matchup that we were hoping for. But um, we get a rematch of the men's semifinal, France and Morocco. So how about that? Maybe a little chance to exact some revenge for uh, Morocco here. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, a lot of lot of storylines there. Uh, the last World Cup quarterfinal, you know, that little uh, that little issue of colonization and, and world affairs. Uh, a lot, lot going on in this one. Sure. Yeah, and when we talked about players who we think who who has looked the best in the tournament. You know, the results actually started to come against Panama finally, but uh, Karidatu Diani putting up the hattie against against Panama, throwing herself, keeping our Diani to possibly win the gold to win the golden boot bet alive. Unbelievable. Um, appreciate her for appreciate her for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we're talking about like, you know possible avenues to go far in the tournament. I don't want to like, like you said, shout to Morocco in incredible, insane, unthinkable result for them to go through. If you're France, you got to kind of be looking at this and go, okay, we had, this is a path. Like they're going to have to go through England at some point, but speaking of the men's world cup, that's not something they're totally unfamiliar with. So uh, I think if you're France, you're, you're probably, looking at this match and going, okay, everybody stay level-headed. Don't let them have like a big moment in like the first half hour of the match. Like if we don't, if, if we can like kind of pin down, even if we don't score, if we just, if we just put Morocco on their heels in the first 30 minutes and show them your only chance is to play total underdog football, because we are way more skilled than you. I think that they could be able to, to kind of really shake them and then kind of pull away as the match goes on. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. We, we talked about things getting a little weird. The thing that gives me pause, though, is just it's so weird. I know it's a totally different game, totally different team. But thinking about the Moroccan men's team run in 2022. So yeah. they get into the round of 16. They beat Spain on penalty kicks, Spain, after going nil-nil. <laughs> then they go up against Portugal, right, in the quarters. A team featuring the likes of Bernardo Silva, ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandez, Joao Felix, Ruben Diaz, your guy. Off the bench, they bring in Cancelo and, oh, you know, 
Cristiano Ronaldo. Didn't matter. I heard him. 1-0 Morocco. They reached the semis where uh, they face, you know, the aforementioned French team. They lose that one 2-0. Wonderful showing from them. Maybe there's something to what's going on in Morocco. Looking at the odds here, France is minus 700 to win. Huge favorite. The draw, plus 650. Massive number. You know, I mean, we saw Jamaica hold France to to a nil-nil. They would be ecstatic with that um, if they were able to get that. But it does just feel like France is kind of rolling. I think they've figured out, you know, we talked about the injuries that they kind of suffered coming into the tournament. It feels like they've figured out who's playing where and what they're trying to do. You know, Bash has been awesome. You know, Cascarino has been awesome. Diani, who you mentioned. I'm not sure if Lesa Mayer played the last match. I don't think she did. Or she spent great majority on the bench. She did not. Yeah, so they, they're really moving some stuff around and, and kind of figuring out what to do. I think they, unfortunately, I think they kind of uh, put it on Morocco on this one. What, what, are you, what are you expecting? You know, like once we get to the the match and the ball's rolling, what do you expect to see? Yeah, I, I think I, I kind of uh, gave it away a little bit earlier. Like I, I do think it's going to be, okay, we're going to be on the front foot in this match. Like I think if you're Hervé Renard, you kind of look at everybody and say, okay, attack. Like don't let them get a rhythm. Don't let them come up for air in the first 30 minutes of this match. And then also say, and don't get frustrated if we don't score in the first 30 minutes. Because if we just keep piling it on and keep piling it on, we have enough elite players in the back. We have Wendy Renard kind of patrolling back there. They're not going to beat us on the counter. And we're just going to smother them with midfield play. Uh, and then we're going to rely on our forwards to do something to do something great. And we know they're more than capable of doing that. Or draw a foul right outside of the box. Draw a foul in the box. And yeah, I think it's going to be... I think they're going to look like a swarm of bees out there. Yeah. And and I think, you know, D, shout out to you. You've had a you nailed a couple of these. So Diani to, you know, win Golden Boot. I think you had that one at plus 1,900. She's now the betting favorite, plus 300. So unbelievable. Um, the other one. Well, co-signed by you. Did I co-sign that one? No, I think I co-signed Sam Kerr. You, I thought you were with, I thought you were riding shotgun on uh, Diani as well. Ah, no, I didn't. I didn't. That's on me. Yeah, I think there was too much. Uh, no, I got you on there, Diani quarter unit to win the golden boot. I think you went. I think you were half as. Uh, Did you go half on that? Yeah, you were half as confident. I went half unit. You went quarter unit on uh, Diani. We both. Hello. <laughs> You're live. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, we both went half unit on Sam Kerr. So you know, uh, can't win them all. You know, because I'm because I'm an honest guy. I'm going to go back and check the tapes. I, I don't want any kind of like. I don't want anybody from the Twitter sphere or the X sphere or whatever sphere, um, you know, YouTube is now, you know, booming. So I don't know. I don't want any comments there either um, about any kind of shenanigans. So I'm going to go back and check the tape. <laughs> like you said last week, thankfully we have a doc where we keep all track of all this shit that's open to anyone that wants to look at it. Um, but yeah, now, now I'm feeling really great about that. You were also on another one, France to reach the semis. So they could be looking at Morocco and then Australia or Denmark mm-hmm. for their spot in the semis. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm, I'm betting on that right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't join you when, you when you put it forth. It's still at a pretty decent number. France to reach the semis, minus 155. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? Like, 
yes. we're thinking what exactly that they're going to lose to Australia or Denmark or Morocco. Not happening. Uh, 155, way, way, way too tasty. Give me all of those. I'm going to add another, going to add another little something to that. I'm going to join you on France to win the whole thing. Plus 650. I love the odds there. And my last bet of the pod, unless you're able to talk me into something, give me Japan as well. I think in a, in a lot of ways, those might be the two best teams that I've seen. So Japan's plus 850, France is plus 650. I'm going to do a half unit on both of those and a full unit on France to reach the semis. Minus 155, which you've already got. Again, props to you. You you were all over this French team from the jump. I didn't think I, I, I didn't expect them to come together so well, you know, but it does make sense. Great team. Irving Renard. Well, quick question on him. Do you think he has one shirt or do you think he has 100 shirts? He says he has one shirt. A handsome, rich guy like that, no fucking chance it's the same shirt. No chance. Like that dude, he has some kind of... So do you think he's got 100 of those? Or he's either got 100 or he's got one of those. I don't think there's anything in between. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I was going to say, like, what if he just buy? What if he just gets seven for for each tournament? <laughs> um, well, I, I do there's like the idea of the Doug Funny closet where he has a hundred of them all, all across. <laughs> I th- I'm betting on these. The fact he's got a hundred, I don't think he's uh he's uh, doing that laundry every day. And, and also, I'm sure he, he's got to be wearing that shirt even in his regular life just to go to Starbucks or whatever, um, or whatever the French French equivalent is. <laughs> um, it, it would be so shocking to go like see him out in a tank top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like whoa. whoa. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, I think under his leadership, he's really gotten them on track. Um, that's been cool to see. I was a little dubious, but I've been proven wrong. They've they've looked um, they've looked as good as anybody. And I think my my picks to win the whole thing um, are really kind of the best teams I've seen. I think Japan's got a real shot. They're in a tough bracket. France, I think, is going to walk into the semis. Um, then they'll have to get past England and then whoever comes in from the top half, who could be Japan, could be Sweden. We don't know. Could be the USA, uh, could be the Netherlands, but I like those picks. I want to get those in before the uh, round of 16 kicks off. Speaking of, of checking the tape, as you, you had mentioned earlier, and I think you would, uh, you had just given me props about taking obviously France to the semis that's in the dock. I think I was too much of a coward to take France. Like I wanted to take France at plus fourteen hundred, and I didn't do oh, it. Oh shit! And then I thought about them again at plus nine hundred, and I didn't do it again. And I should have trusted. We that we'll have to get on the segment of whenever we start doing should have bet it because at, at plus fourteen hundred, I thought I was there. But yeah, uh, I, I I never placed a France to win bet. But let me just say, oh, that's a bummer. I am going to I'm going to ride with you on. Uh, Give me a quarter unit on Japan to win, because I'm. I think you're right. I think Japan. Like if if we're gonna if we were to do a power ranking type of thing, you know, they've they've looked fucking incredible, and I think they're live to win it. And they're on the other side of the bracket uh, from. And it's not like they have an easy road. They'd have to either go through Sweden or the USA, but um, they're on the other side of the bracket of Spain's up there too. Yeah. yeah. And they already waxed Spain. True. So like uh, they're, they're on the other side from uh, England and France. So, you know, we could be looking at a Japan, England final or a Japan, France final. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're get, we're definitely getting down to the nitty gritty. So exciting stuff. Did you, did you have anything bets wise for France, Morocco? Yeah. I'm having a hard time finding 
finding the value in it. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't feel great about it, but I think France is going to kind of big sister, little sister Morocco a little bit. I wanted to make a quick mention of the community shield. Um, <sighs> your boys against my boys. That's going down Sunday, August 6th, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, I'm not betting on this. No fucking way. Um, you know, <laughs> City's favored. They're minus 160. Tino bet for City's minus 370. Tino bet for Arsenal's plus 260. Um, Arsenal straight up is plus 370. That's kind of interesting. Uh, and the and the draw here is plus 280. Is this something that you would bet on? I'm gonna, I might start annoying you early. I know, like I talked about, you know, sprinkling some Arsenal bets late last year, and you're just like, leave me the fuck alone with these bets. Um, <laughs> Arsenal plus 260 in the Tino bet? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that seems fine. Like, what, last year? Uh, let's see if I, how much I can do from memory. So last year we won, or no, we lost the, com- the Community Shield to Liverpool. I think we lost three to one, and everybody's like, "This early like Holland kid, what? Like, oh, big deal, huh?" Um, and then that were, ended up working yeah. out all right. That was the Darwin Nunez, you know. <laughs> right. Should they have gotten? Should they got Nunez instead? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we lost the, the Community Shield last year. I think we, uh, and then I, I feel like we we do typically win it. Um, I, I mean, we should just start calling it the fucking Eddie Had Invitational. Because we're always gonna finish. Anyway, I digress. Um, I don't know though. I think Arsenal's gonna be fucking really good. We got. I already. I, I know you. I believe you co-signed it, if I remember correctly. But I think we talked about. It. I think Arsenal could win the fucking title this year. So you know. Whether, yeah, we, we've got an Arsenal to win the title. Yeah, that one's um, on the dock. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like if you're giving me. I mean, I think about it because I don't like bet. I mean, you know, I don't like betting against my boys, but Tino bet. I feel like I, I feel like things can work out. And we got a lot of things in flux. In flux, Gundawan's gone. Uh, Riyad Mahrez is gone. Uh, we're we're introducing uh, Kovacic into into the side. All right, I'm I'm gonna pull the plug on this. <laughs> I can't I can't hear you. Like <laughs> try to try to pretend. <laughs> hey man, I don't know this this maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, no. that's fine. Uh, Let's let's uh let's encourage people to follow us at Tasty Bets Pod on Twitter, Threads, or wherever uh, internet stuff is happening. Uh, we're there, and we'll be dropping. If there is a Community Shield bet, you'll hear about it directly from us. I'm not going to say that you might not be able to talk me into the Arsenal plus two sixty Tino bet. You've already kind of got me forty percent of the way there, so I've got to kind of just you know, like I said, pull the plug on it before I do something uh, really dumb like I did last night betting uh. Germany plus four and a half and also plus five and a half um, at some just monster numbers. And like I texted you once we saw a bull miss those two chances early that could have both gone in. I knew that one was over. So I've got to really just kind of make sure that I'm, I'm fully locked into to, to what I want to put my hard earned dollars behind. And the community shield, not one of those things. I'm with you. I, I don't need him. I'll watch it. I'll try to, to take in, you know what the uh, what the squad is going to look like. You know we're going to get uh, Jasko uh, Guardiol from uh, from RB Leipzig. He should be joining the squad here uh, in the coming weeks, I believe, is the reporting. So you know we we got we got to assign that uh, fifth center back for our squad, um, and then Pep is going to put him somewhere, and he's probably going to be fucking incredible. So we'll we'll see how the team <laughs> looks after that. 
Yeah, no problem about it. That's uh, that's Pep being Pep. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that said, let's hit the recap. Um, as always, if I miss anything, definitely let me know. Um, so we both like Spain to win the first half. Minus 130. That's a full unit for both of us. That's a cosign. Japan, we like them. Minus 135 to beat Norway in regulation. I'm taking Japan quarter unit here over two and a half goals plus 340. I love the value there. South Africa against the Netherlands. I kind of threw a little quarter unit in on South Africa to score the first goal. Another longish bet plus 340. I like the odds there. Okay. I'm going to keep my quarter unit on both to score minus 130. Slightly better odds. And um, again, I don't see a world where the Netherlands don't score unless it, it goes nil-nil pretty deep. But I think these teams offensively are, like I said, pretty potent. So that feels like the right pick. Sure. And I shave a little little bit of juice off going from minus 140 to minus 130. Um, here's where I go full heel. USA, Sweden. I'm going a double unit for Sweden to advance, plus 146. <laughs> you hopped on board uh, the Benedict Arnold Express, one unit for Grant, <laughs> Sweden plus 146. I don't think I'm going to go... Damn. You know what? I'm going to go full heel here. Quarter unit, USA under half a goal, plus 280. Wow. Don't let anybody know where I live. I don't want anybody <laughs> showing up at my house. Uh, you know, Undisclosed location. Yeah, undisclosed location. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the air. I'm in the wind. You know, just uh, don't try to find me. Quarter unit for me, plus 280. I just think this team's reeling. You know, I'd love to see them get th- get things back on track. But, you know, if you're asking me what, what I'm going to bet on, it's not that. England, Nigeria, full unit. England minus 135 to beat Nigeria by more than a goal and a half. That was a full unit cosine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing half a unit on Nigeria to finish under half a goal. So that's them getting shut out by Mary fucking Earps. Let's go. Damn right. Uh, and then you also threw in half a unit on England to score in both halves. I like that one too. Plus odds, plus 128. That's a nice one. Uh, next match up on the list, Columbia, Jamaica. Oof. That's plus good. 600 for the nil-nil. Co-sign that one. That one was a quarter unit. And I am also taking this match to go under two and a half goals. I don't see any way that that doesn't happen uh, within the 90 minutes. That's minus 200, half a unit for me on that one. Yeah, let me let me hop on. You're right about that. Under two and a half. I mean, I understand minus 200 is not like the tastiest odds, but like it's it's basically free money, I think. Wonderful. All right. So that's a cosign. Half a unit. You know, that's not going to put anybody out of business. Yeah. Uh, unless we lose all of them and then that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, it does stop the old 1-800-GAMBLER. Mm-hmm. Australia, Denmark. We had a couple for this one as well. I think this one is our find the draw. I put half a unit on it, plus 240. I like it. And then I um, also threw in the rarely seen Chupacabra of Tasty Bets. The 0.75 <laughs> units. Denmark to advance, <laughs> plus 205 yes. over Australia. Um, I think these teams are even plus two hundred five. I'll take that all day. Um, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm remembering this just from the, our time knowing each other. But I want to say that might be the se- the second chupacabra uh, reference in the history of Tasty Bets uh, Tasty Bets Pod. Uh, I, although I've heard you say it many other times. Um, 
reference this uh, goat eating monster, but um, yes, yes. Uh, let me. Okay, man. Fine. I'm trusting you, dude. I'm trusting you on the find the draw. I, I tell you, it's America's favorite game. You brought this game into my life. I love it. Um, I'll have I'll have you to co-sign with you on the draw. Didn't yeah? Then when you said earlier that you might edit out me saying I'm scared of this one, I thought <laughs> I thought you were saying you were going to edit me saying I'm scared altogether multiple times in a super. Cut. That could be arranged. Um, which I wouldn't be <laughs> mad at you if you did. Yeah, I was going to say which I wouldn't even be mad at you. Oh my god! No, I wouldn't do you like that. Uh, I'm here to I'm here to lift you up, man. I'm not here to put you down. I appreciate you know? it. I, I, yeah, I, I need you back back on uh, back on the wagon. Um, couple more to hit France Morocco. I don't think we liked anything about this match. Seems uh, I don't know, like an absolute mismatch, unfortunately. Um, but a couple I wanted to throw out there: France to reach the semis minus one fifty five. That's a full unit for me. Uh, I am also taking France to win plus 650. That's the entire tournament, half a unit. Wish I would have kind of, you know, been a little braver about that one when the line was at plus 1400. Same. Just a few days ago. But um, we keep it moving. I think this team breezes into the semis. And then from there, you know, it's kind of anybody's game. I think we're going to see four unbelievable teams in the semis. So um, I'm hoping that they're one of the four. And then we both took Japan to win the tournament as well, plus 850. So even better odds than, than what we see with France. I went with half a unit there. You went with a quarter unit. Uh, and then the Community Shield. Stay tuned. Yes. Did we miss anything? I think that's it, man. I think you got them all. All right, man. I think we did it. So this has been another episode of the Tasty Bets pod. You know, we said we weren't going to go two hours. We didn't go two hours. We went two and a half hours. Oh. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see where we end up uh, after I cut out um, three quarters of your uh, your I'm scared uh, <laughs> quotes. Uh, well, I'll leave a couple in there just for posterity. Uh, follow at Tasty Bits Pod on Twitter, Reddit, and Threads. Subscribe to Tasty Bits Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. And remember to please always, always, always bet responsibly. Big thank you to my co-host. Best of luck to you this week as we enter the knockout stage best of luck to you my good man i appreciate the boost in confidence like bone crusher we ain't never scared (laughs) cheers all right see you man